And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Flashback Fridays. I am your host, David K. Montoya. Welcome back. It's been a while since we've sat down and dived into the JZO Modcast podcast archives. Once a week, we sit down and we pull three, three count them, classic episodes from our JZO Modcast archive. We, as of today, I went and checked. We have a total of 722 individual podcast episodes for your audio entertainment, completely free. All right, now let's do a little bit of housekeeping and business. Um, if you've been following along since the relaunch of the JZO Modcast Podcast Network, uh, you may have been expecting somebody else to be coming in and, and taking over the reins for Flashback Fridays. Unfortunately, he is just swamped with work. Um, originally, he thought he was going to be able to, and I, we were all excited for it to happen, but I understand, you know, he's he's been uh, working, and, and I know that he has uh, a new play coming into production that he is going to be in. So he just – he can't find the time to sit down uh, at the current moment to record a podcast um, other than the one that he's doing right now. But that is okay. Um, you can always go check him out at theworldofmyth.com. He puts out a great movie review every month. And if you've never been there, if you've never read any of Jason's work, uh, he one of the best movie reviewers I've ever come across. And trust me, kids, I've come across a lot of movie reviewers. Um, so with that said, I'm stepping in for this week because we had it planned for the relaunch of the Flashback Friday show. And we're, gonna, we're starting with number 48 because that's where we left off was 47. So number 48 um, – I'm going to pull three shows from the archive. We'll go over them and see what they say, and then we'll listen to them, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll send you on your merry way. With that said, we are going to have a new host next week. I'm just giving him uh, time because we spoke about it the other day. He agreed to the terms, and he's got to get himself ready to produce a show himself. So I'm stepping in. I'm the boss. I'm responsible. I've got to, you know, it's, I'm the one that came up with the show. So it's on me, right? So hopefully if everything goes correctly, uh, you'll have a brand new Flashback Friday host starting next Friday, which is going to be September 5th, if memory serves me correctly. Okay, kids, so let's go ahead and let's just jump in to see what we're going to listen to first. 
Um, we've, like I said, we have a total of 722 different podcasts, uh, well, podcast ep- episodes. We don't have that many podcast titles. Uh, let's see. We've got American Fat Ass Podcast number 58. Phil Robinson is a dick. Originally recorded March 23rd, 2015. And the synopsis is. This week, Nick and Jim discuss the hashtag Meerkat revolution, but only on the iPhone. Come on, Meerkat. We also talk Phil Robinson of Duck Dynasty and how he'd he'd like to rape kids and deprecate on women. And it says hashtag almost total bullshit and more. All right, kids, let's go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of American Fat Ass Podcast, number 58, Phil Robinson is a Dick. All right, American Fat Ass Podcast, Nick and Jim, back with you for your one-hour weekly bullshit session. Let's get right into it. Leave us a fucking review, please, God, for the love of God, (laughs) leave us a review. We want reviews. We love reviews. Please. Wow. You know what's funny? I completely forgot about that. And you know what's even funnier, and it's almost ironic at this point, is the fact that I was actually going to take a couple minutes and completely apologize for last week's episode because it was just really shitty. It really and now was. Here you are, here you are, screaming fucking leave review, people. <laughs> Two seconds in, <laughs> I guess it works. Our our episode last week was absolute dog shit. Um, I was feeling under the weather. Just it was thrown together. It was really bad. Um. But that being said, we did have somebody reach out to us on uh, Facebook because they couldn't um, leave a review where they normally listen, which is uh, FM Player, I think. So um, I wanted to just take a minute and um, read this uh, this uh, post to our Facebook page because it's, it's awesome. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> And it's from our first fan overseas from the, well, I'll just read it and uh, you'll get it. Uh, from Moataz Seda. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm sure uh, you're not. I'm positive I'm not, but whatever. <laughs> he can go fuck himself. <laughs> and there goes our friend. <laughs> All right. So he says, I'm listening to your bullshit podcast from a horseshit country called Egypt on stupid Android shit app called Player FM, which is better than Stitcher. I couldn't leave you a review there, which I don't know why, but I just want to say you're my number one favorite podcast on the web. Never stop this awesome show, and thank you for teaching me the beautiful English full of shit, craps, and fucks. (laughs) Always remember me, your first fan overseas. I'll keep following, and that's it. Thank you so much. If you do want us to read your bullshit review... We will do that. Just let us know where you leave it or contact or reach out to us on Facebook directly and we'll go ahead and uh, read whatever you want us to read. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. You can, you can ask your wife for a divorce and you want us to break it to her. Go ahead. Let oh, us know. please, 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 please do that. <laughs> I would love to fucking tell some woman that the, her husband wants a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, and like hit us up. Like, say you have cancer and you're dying, and you want to tell your loved ones. I'll do that too. I'll do yeah, anything like that. Anything like it. that. Yeah, let us know, and we will do it. Hell yeah, dude! I, when I first started reading that, uh, that I, I I thought it was a joke at first, and then I read through it, and the first couple lines, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy talking to? I mean, he's calling us bullshit, and he, he's fucking basically telling us we suck. I mean, what the fuck, man? And then I get to the end, I'm like, all right, I fucking love this guy. I want to have him over house my fucking dinner. Let him have sex with my wife or something. I love this yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I was worried that we offended somebody because we're not too nice to the Middle Eastern folks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but uh, but it, 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 it was fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I, I, I still think it's you doing it. Like I still it's... think you created this account like 10 years ago and – you were just hoping to use it one day, and now you've used it. No, honestly, it is not me. I swear, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't take pictures of the same people in different Egyptian <laughs> uh, places. <laughs> fucking Egypt of all places. Yeah, I, that that fucking blows my mind. Right. This, this some bitch is staring at pyramids and all this fucking awesome history and whatnot. And he's listening to these two fucking idiots, you know, curse and talk about their dicks and how fat they are and people we hate. I mean, <laughs> how fucking boring is Egypt that he's a fan of ours? Right. They're literally they literally were killing people in the streets. <laughs> 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 And he's listening to us. Like, come on. <laughs> Go outside and watch murder. Like, that's right. way better than what we're doing here. <laughs> he can have his own fucking podcast about the murdering in the streets. It would still right. be better than ours. Right. <laughs> we'll be his fucking number one fan. Yeah. Oh, no shit, man. Yeah, no, that, that definitely hit me in a good spot, man. I was so happy to read that. I thought it was great. Um and then, you know, it kind of said me all at the same time because I keep thinking to myself, this motherfucker is in basically a third world country out in fucking Egypt, out in the Middle East, dirt all around him, people dying left and right. And he ha he takes the time to hit us up on Facebook and leave us a fucking review. Not only does he leave us a review, but he, he could have given up after he couldn't leave a review on Stitcher. Mm -hmm. He could have given up after he couldn't do it over on this uh over on the other platform. Yep. He could have given up in a second, but no, he kept on going and pushing and trying to find a way to, to leave a review. Right. And you motherfuckers in America, fucking America, where you have internet access 24 fucking 7, phones, laptops, desktops, fucking iPads, fucking tablets, go to the fucking library, use a computer, any which way you can fucking leave a review, and you motherfuckers can't leave a review. This motherfucker is probably starving to death, getting shot at on a daily fucking basis, and he leaves a fucking review. You all should be ashamed of yourselves. I will say this. Looking at his pictures, Egypt looks pretty nice. <laughs> it does look pretty fucking nice, man. <laughs> it's sunny. Like, people look friendly. Except there was for... way more vegetation there than I thought there was. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. But I think it's people like him that are going to, like, totally liberate Egypt. <laughs> With our podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will be the cause of the liberation, the full liberation of Egypt. And yet, yes. people over here can't fucking click a mouse button three times to get to a review page. 
motherfuckers can't even click the little thumbs up on Facebook. <laughs> no, I'm right. Shit. <laughs> I would read this post, oh, but my eyeballs are getting too tired. <laughs> I need a candy bar for my eyeballs. (laughs) Uh, So funny, man. Oh my god. So, uh, speaking of Facebook and social media, so you messaged me the other day about this new app that is fucking going crazy right now called Meerkat. Meerkat, yes. Now, you and I talked, yeah, you and I talked about it for a little while and whatnot, so when I started doing research on it, I was like, well, obviously we can't do Meerkat because it's only available on uh, Apple right now, or right. iPhone, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I just, I kind of don't get it. Like, I, I've read, I've looked through the videos, I've done all the research on it and whatnot, I don't get why this is so prevalent. Um. You know, first of all, why don't you fill us in a little bit on what Meerkat actually is, for those who right. don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meerkat is basically an on-demand video, live video stream, video blogging, whatever you want to... I mean, there's people just taking videos of themselves walking down the street or fucking cleaning their kitchen or whatever at, at this point. But um, the where it became big, where it really caught on was um, the South by Southwest Fest Festival, which happened... I think it ended last week, or it might still be going on now. I don't know. But, All right. Um, but people were meerkatting performances in one bar, and people in another bar were able to see it. So if they would rather go there, they would just you know travel to that bar rather than the shitty performance they're watching in there. But whatever. But um, but the whole idea is to shoot live video, post it to Twitter using the hashtag meerkat. Um, it's all hosted through Meerkat's app. And um, you don't need the app to watch the video, but you need the app to record video. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. It's just live broadcasting video, which is uh, – it's been done before, but for some reason people like this one. I think it's because of their logo. Like they like a cute logo. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe that's our problem with the podcast. Our logo isn't cute enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh god, I don't know, dude. Like, once I realized that I, I couldn't do anything with Meerkat other than watch the videos, I started, yep. you know, researching other live broadcasts, live streaming apps, and yep. I found this other app called You Now. Yep. And it, it's it's like, how do I put this? It's basically like the perfect place for pedophiles to go and watch little kids. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like it's so fucking creepy. Right. I went on there for like. An hour. Like, I'm ashamed to even say it was an hour, but I was on there for an hour just flipping through videos, trying to, you know, get a grasp on what this whole fucking thing was about. And it was just nothing but fucking preteens on there fucking talking about their life and dancing and, you know, just playing around. Uh, One girl kept laying out her fucking clothes and shit. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And that's all I kept thinking about. And, like, the funny thing was that up in the corner, it, like, tells you how many people are watching the same feed you are. And, I mean, there's just this girl literally sitting Indian style on her fucking, looks like, bedroom floor. Uh, they It only shows her, like, maybe up to her neck. You really don't see her head at all. And she's just sitting there, and she it looks like she's playing with her phone. Fifteen fucking minutes. 
That that's what she does. There's right. no sound, doesn't do anything, whatever. There's like five hundred fucking people watching this. Right. I'm like, what? Why? Like, what do you think is gonna happen? Is she automatically gonna fucking spring up and start fucking dancing? I, what? What do you expect out of this? Makes no fucking sense. I fucked around with it the other day. Was it yesterday? I don't, I don't remember what fucking day it was. That was yesterday before yesterday. I uh, I drove Tina to the store. And I was sitting in my car. And I was like fucking hanging out. And I was kind of bored. So I fucking I pulled out that little thing. And I was looking at it. And I started to broadcast myself. And I literally just sat there in the car. And made fun of people who were walking by me the whole time. I did it for about eight minutes or so. I had like... 20 people watching me and commenting the whole time, like interacting with me this this whole fucking broadcast. Right. I just kept thinking to myself, how fucking bored are you people that you're going to watch some fucking fat guy sit in his car and make fun of other people as they walk past? Yeah. I, I, you sent me that link, and I as well went on there and watched these other junior broadcasters, we'll call them. <laughs> <laughs> and. It got to a point where I was watching a 12-year-old, like, shake her ass in front of the camera to, like, the Taylor Swift song. And I and I messaged you. I'm like, dude, I'm feeling creepy. I'm out. Like, I can't creepy, man. I can't do this anymore. Like, it's just <laughs> disgusting. But, <laughs> but, uh, but maybe that's the service uh, we should try out for this show. Some, maybe, somehow. you know, like, I, I, I think there's something there. I, I mean... As somebody who wants this podcast to grow, I want to exploit the fuck out of it. Yeah. But, yeah, I just don't know how to do it to not feel so, like, creepy and dirty. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like, the whole thing, is, it's, it's strange to me, but I definitely want to do it. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I, I, I talked to you about um, uh, just fucking broadcasting my drives to and from work or, you know, just driving anywhere for that matter. Because I have obscene, obscene amount of road rage. Right. And I get like pissed off and start screaming obscenities at people, and I'm told it's fucking hysterical. I don't okay. find it hysterical because I'm pretty sure my heart's gonna explode out of my fucking <laughs> chest. But you know, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, God, I, you know what my problem is? I should have never watched any of the videos. <laughs> I would have yeah. been fine with this if I didn't see all these little kids on there doing this stuff. And I'm like, this is just weird. Right. Now I will say when I when I went to go do my own little broadcast. Right before I did it, I was looking at the videos. I did see, uh, I think I scrolled through like maybe 15 adults on there. Okay. So it made me feel a little bit better, but I don't know. I'm still always going to think about a little 12-year-old shaking her ass in the camera. <laughs> I'm really thinking that you now service might become bigger because of all the Android users that can't use Meerkat. You're probably right. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe – uh you know, more than half the cell phone users, I think, now are on Android devices. So um, maybe you now or maybe Meerkat will catch up and start pumping out an Android device but or an app, rather. So, But it's it's fun either way. It's fun to do. I'd, I'd much rather broadcast on Meerkat because at least there's adults on there. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I do want to say about Meerkat, I tweeted this last night, is People's houses are fucking disgusting. Like, they're gross. Oh, I know. Yeah. And they're not afraid of, like, to why? show it. I don't know. No, they're not. They're, like, proud of it. Right. One lady was, like, meerkatting. Oh, it's fucking nasty. She, I, oh. 
she was following her dog around, right, with this with her phone. And like you see like clothes everywhere, fucking like food on the floor, like what the like lady, clean up your goddamn house before you do that shit. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. My house isn't fucking spotless by any means. I mean, right. you know, Tina and I keep the house for all. I shouldn't say Tina and I. Tina keeps the house pretty clean. But I mean, like, our coffee table, for one, there's always crap on it. You know, fucking a couple dirty dishes or whatever, or, you know, fucking miscellaneous papers, whatever there is. But there's always something on the table, right? But, like, there's been a few times where I've gone to, like, take a picture of something on the table itself. You know, like, uh, maybe something I'm selling on eBay or something, whatever it is. I will go to, like, lengths to clear off as much of the table as I can and not include all the shit on the table. Because right. it's like, oh, you're fucking trying to sell something, you're just going to post a picture to Facebook. Whatever you're doing, why let the fucking world see that right now you're sitting at a table that's fucking covered in filth? Right. Right. Makes no sense to me. Like you've got a half-eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the background. <laughs> right. <laughs> like dog biscuits up, like in the open for for no reason <laughs> it's just, just sitting there <laughs> maybe an apple core <laughs> miscellaneous flies just everywhere <laughs> right. I mean, come on it's just it's that shit and we all have these things i'm not i'm not even gonna say and pretend like we don't all have these things yeah but it's stupid to fucking just broadcast it all over the place if i broadcasted that shit i would be in the doghouse with my wife for weeks Right, and it doesn't like it's not even people that we know that like we haven't seen in a long time now know how we live. It's complete strangers. But she would, oh, I wouldn't get any sex for like two weeks. <laughs> Tina will, oh god, man. When we when we lived in Boca and we actually liked our place and we had people over and whatnot, every time um, somebody was going to come over, like say RJ was going to come over and pick me up or something like that. Tina would threaten me and tell me, you know, make sure you vacuum, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. I'm like, it's fucking RJ. Right. I mean, he's not going to care. I mean, I'm, and again, I'm not even talking about walking to like a fucking pigsty, you know, just maybe, you know, my fucking shirt is laying on the back of the couch or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, make sure you put that away. I'm like, it's, it's fucking like family coming over. Who, right. who gives a shit? Right. I mean, she was a nut about that stuff, man. She still is. Yeah, Ashley is the same way with, like, Phil and Beth live, like, two doors down. Like, they know we have kids. <laughs> they, know, they know that she runs a daycare from home. Still, right. we have to clean up. We Like, they're guests, so we have to clean up. And it's like, but it's like Phil. Like, <laughs> not to say, like, I don't care. But, you know. No, the, the, the way you just said that, it was like, have you seen Phil's house? Phil's house is way more fucked up than this house. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But, but like, it, like. He's seen us at our worst. Let's put it that right. way. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Meerkatters, just, clean up your fucking house. Seriously, clean up your fucking house, man. And yeah. put some fucking clothes on. I saw some of those videos where, you know, the guy is sitting there with his shirt all off, you know, trying to look all cool and shit. Put your fucking clothes on, you douchebag. I yeah. hate that shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a time to pick up chicks. It's not that kind of an app. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe we're doing the app wrong. I don't know. Hmm. The chicks aren't there to pick up the guys, I'll tell you that much. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> definitely not. Have a coffee with me! And it's literally like them fucking drinking coffee like a slob. 
like <laughs> slurping. <laughs> you're a fucking lady. <laughs> Even though you're not with a guy, there's 15 watchers and they're probably all dudes with their penis out. The least you could do is not be a fucking pig. How, okay, let me ask you this. How soon before Meerkat turns into like fucking, uh, what is that other thing? Uh, chat roulette? Where, uh, um, you know, all it is, you, you fucking flip through and you see a dick like every other fucking screenshot or whatever? I think that's already started. Really? You think yeah. so? Yeah. I mean, again, I, I don't know much about Meerkat itself, but I mean, yeah. I, I figure it's only a matter of time. It's like fucking Snapchat. I mean, let's be honest. Snapchat was made for people to fucking send dick pics and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's another app that got huge because they have a cute logo. Oh, yeah, no shit, the little ghost. Yeah. That's kind of racist, though. It's a white ghost. Yeah. It feels racist. Right. Yeah. Snapchat is racist. Snapchat is definitely racist. Yeah. All right. So, I had uh, a little run-in with Comcast yesterday. Okay. So, I thought I'd, I'd bring that up. Yeah. Dude, they're fucking, they're just scummy. Like, I really hate talking to them. I now don't even bother calling them. What I do is I go online and do the uh, the fucking chat with them. Yep. So I, I don't have to talk to anybody. And if I get pissed off, I just click the little X button and it's over with. Yep. So I've been having issues with my internet for like the last like month or so. And uh, I think it's just because the modem I have is, is old and it can't keep up with the internet speeds that I'm paying for. Right. So I, uh, I did a little research, and I found out that the firmware on it hasn't been updated in quite some time. So, like, you know, fuck it. I was like, I, I get on the line with them. I was like, hey, you know, could you guys send me out a new modem? I know the one I had is old, and it's not capable of putting up with the speeds that I have now. So, you know, I need a new one. Oh, not a problem. We'll send you out a new one right away. It'll take about two or three days. I'm like, holy shit, this is going by so fast. It's awesome. I'm going to be out of here in two seconds. Next thing you know, she goes, Hey, did you know for only $10 more a month, you can get a whole nother package and get more TV channels um, and also a voice line? I was like, well, considering I'm getting ready to disconnect my TV in about another month anyway, I don't care about more channels. And I haven't owned a landline in fucking, Jesus, man, like six or seven years. Yeah. I was like, so yeah, I definitely don't need a landline. So she goes, oh, but, you know, it's only $10 extra, you know, that's not too bad. And, oh, let me just tell you all the great things about it. So she types out, like, this fucking paragraph, but all the, the great features that come with, like, a landline and whatnot. I'm just like, look, I don't even own a phone to plug into a landline. I don't want a landline. I've never wanted a landline. I'm done with it. So then she says, well, maybe you want to talk to your wife about it. What the fuck? Why the fuck would I want to talk to my wife about this? I was like, motherfucker, I do not want a landline. My wife does not want a fucking landline. Oh, well, is your wife there? Maybe maybe you guys could call in and we could talk on the phone. It'd be easier for me to you know explain these things to you. I, I just, at one point, I literally typed in and said, could we please just fucking send out my modem and be done with this whole thing? Mm-hmm. And I keep like, I, I'm just waiting for her to finally tell me that... The order has been processed, so I can just click the fucking X button and close out the goddamn chat. Right. But she won't do it. She keeps fucking, like, holding it on and whatnot. So then she keeps – she tells me all about this modem I'm going to get. You know, super fast. It comes with, you know, uh, the wireless adapter on it, so it's all Wi-Fi already. You don't need a, a wireless router at all. It, it's uh, the fastest one they have. It's the newest one they have, blah, blah, blah. So then 
I finally just say, fuck it. I'm telling you right now, the answer is no, I do not want a landline. Never have wanted one. Never will want one. End of story. I want to keep my plan exactly the way it is. All I want is a new modem. Yeah. Goes, okay, well, give me one second while I update your account with this. She's gone. Doesn't type anything in for a good 10 minutes. Wow. Like, solid 10 minutes. I'm just yeah. sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck? So, finally comes back in, and this bitch goes, oh, well, you know, I was just looking at it, and unfortunately, the modem I was going to send you is only available on the triple play with a voice service. I was like, you fucking bitch. I was like, what the fuck? So, it's like, so you just told me all this stuff about this new modem, knowing that I can't have this modem. Right. And she goes, oh, well, you know, it was it was my fault. I thought that you would want to get the voice line, so I was going to show you this modem. And just, oh, I was so pissed off. Like, right. I'm so tired of calling Comcast or contacting Comcast for anything and having them fucking spend an hour trying to sell me shit. Right. I, I, can't, I can't fucking do it anymore. I, I really wish there was a better alternative to internet around here because I would fucking grab it up in a heartbeat. Yeah, um... I'm a former employee of Time Warner Cable in their call center. And uh, Time Warner Cable has very much the same policy. You know, you sell to everybody that you talk to, no matter what, basically, is the way that their policy goes. And um, I quit the job basically because I was, get, like, they switched me to a new team leader, quote-unquote. And, right. and she was writing me up for policy violation after policy violation after you know, and it's all because I wasn't pushing enough product. Like somebody would call in and say, "Hey, I need, um, I need internet and cable hooked up. I'm just moving in." I'm like, "All right, great. Get it all set up, and that counts as a sale for me, which is great." But oh, you didn't mention the phone, or if I did mention the phone, you didn't mention it enough. And it's like, come, come on. Like, the people called in, it's a laid-down order, like, I'm going to get credit for two sales or three sales or whatever. Like, just fucking, just let me move on to the next person. But, like, even even the ones that would call in and say, you know, hey, I need tech support, but there was a long hold there, so I hit the sales line. Right. It's like, okay, well, obviously, you don't want to be sold anything. Like, you're having problems with your service, so why am I going to try to sell you a bullshit phone service? So I would just transfer them back over to to text support, but they're like, ah, everybody you talk to, you got to sell them something. It's like, fuck you. I hate that, man. Like, nobody likes it. Like, that's why people hate calling in because they're always being hassled. Like, they always. think, they think that shit works, but as soon as a better option comes along, they switch away from fucking cable. Absolutely. That That's why, like I said, I, the only reason I have cable right now is to watch Bulls games. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I, I was so close to not having it at all. Like, I, I usually just get League Pass, and it's, you know, it's like a hundred and, I don't know, like 150 bucks for the season, and that's perfect. But yeah. I, I think I mentioned this before that the Bulls had so many games that were on TV that all the games of League Pass are going to be blacked out anyway, so I'm going to be able to watch them. So I was like, right. well, fuck it, man. I, I might as well just, you know, get cable for the next, like, five months and, you know, be done with it and shit. But I, I hate it. I hate having cable so much. And I just, I fucking despise Comcast. I'll never forget years and years ago. It has to be going back like 10 years. I had called Comcast. Uh, Tina and I were in a fucking crunch with money. Weren't doing that well at the time. Um, so I called them up and said, hey, you know, I need to lower my bill. 
I want to take off, you know, whatever pay channels I have. I basically want, I think I was getting like the, the package just one step higher than basic cable. Okay. And, uh, that's what I want to knock it down to. It was going to end up saving me like, you know, 40 bucks a month or whatever. They kept me on the phone for 45 minutes trying to sell me more shit. Right. Like, oh, well, you know, you you could pay the same you're paying right now, but we'll add in HBO, we'll add in this. And I'm like, you don't understand. My programming isn't the issue. It's how much money I'm spending on it. I right. don't want more for the same amount I'm paying now. I want less for less fucking money than I'm paying now. Right. And they, oh, it took forever. Forever. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what? Just cancel the whole fucking thing then. I don't want anything. I don't want a fucking cable. Nothing. Right. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, well, you know, let, let me take care of what you need. And it's like, why do you got to let it get to that fucking point? If yeah. I tell you no, I don't want something, right. I'm an intelligent fucking person. I know when I don't want something. Leave it fucking alone and just, just give me what I fucking want. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, that job started out good because the manager I was under was like, hey, you're doing great, so I'm not going to mess with Mess, mess with you, but man, once I once I got switched over to a fucking policy whore, it was like the worst job ever. Because it's like, God, I fucking hate that. Like every, like if I went up to take a piss, you'd be like, "Where are you going?" The fucking bathroom. You want me to piss on your fucking desk? Like I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck do you think I'm going, man? Oh God, man! It, I I really just don't like that stuff. Yeah, I I, I hate feeling like somebody's got to sell me something. Not stuff. That's why I hate going into stores. It like honestly, if I ever fucking own a store, I will never go up to customers and try to sell them shit. Yep. I will let them know a hundred percent that I'm there if they need me. Yeah, I'll help you with anything you want to help with, but I'm not gonna fucking try to like throw items down your goddamn throat. Right. Maybe that means I won't be successful at owning a store. I don't know. I don't care. But I just I, – I, I don't want to be that person. I yeah. hate those people. Yeah. A Ashley is really funny, my wife. When, she, when we're walking in the mall, you know those mall kiosks. They're always fucking trying to put shit on you like fucking lotion. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It's funny. <laughs> we'll be walking in the mall, and a lady will go up to Ashley and be like, ma'am, can I ask you a question? She'll go, no, just keep fucking walking. <laughs> she fucking yells at them just for asking a question. <laughs> That's great. It is. Like, they're just doing their job, and I feel bad. But you know what? Fuck them. Like, get a better but job. Fuck them. Right. Like, and you know, you're right, because it's not their fault. It's totally not their fault. Yeah. Um. A prime example of this, uh, you know, with my job, we're really big into helping our community any way we can. Mm -hmm. uh, it's corporate wide. You know, we try to raise money for any charities we can and whatnot. But there's every every year, there's at least two or three people when we ask them, would you like to donate to help out, you know, the the, fam the needy families in the area or whatever we're raising money for. And they'll fucking sit there and start yelling and screaming at us like, why the hell do I have to be asked about raising money every time I come in here? It's like, you know, if you don't want to do it, just say no. You know, it, that's all. Say no and walk away. We, we get it. It bothers you, but it, this isn't my decision. This is part of my job. It's what I do. And not for nothing. I mean, it, it's a decent thing to do for the community. We're right. just trying to help people out. And right. I, that, that shit tends to annoy me. But, I mean, I, 
it's hard seeing it from both sides of my end because I have to be one of those guys every once in a while, but right. I can't fucking stay when people are asking me stuff. But in the same sense, I'm not usually a complete dick about it. I was like, oh, you know, no thank you, and walk away. Well, here's the thing. With, like, those, like, like put your name on a shoe and donate a dollar and we'll hang it up or whatever, like, that's, like, such a soft push because it's like, here, you're checking out. Here's your stuff. Right. Do you, do you want to give a dollar and put your name on a shoe? It's like, all right, that's – and then it's like, no, I'm good or whatever. But it's not like like you're going to a grocery store and they're like, I'm not going to scan your fucking items until you give me a fucking dollar <laughs> and put your goddamn kids' names on these fucking shoes. Like, <laughs> you're not getting your apple pie until you fucking donate, bitch. Right. <laughs> but when you call it the cable, that's basically what it is. Like you call in, hey, my, my cable's out. Did you want to try our internet? No. <laughs> You're not giving me any service now. Why the fuck would I want to take more? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to put your cable back on until you buy a phone service from us. <laughs> God, man. It's so fucking sex. That's it, exactly what they do. I just yeah. I can't deal with it. Yeah, it's bad. Fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. All right, so I got another topic here that I, I was looking at that I read it, and it it was one of those moments where I, I just I, I felt dirty as a human being. Okay, uh, you know who who Phil Robertson is, right? The uh, guy from Duck Dynasty, the uh, the father on that show. Okay, <laughs> I've never seen the show. <laughs> I I know they're uh, bearded. Yeah, well, he he's the fucking he's one of the old beard guy. He's like the patriarch of the family. He's okay. like you know the the main guy or whatever. All right, so. He's really fucking religious. Well, the whole family's religious, but he, he's the one that goes around preaching and whatnot. Um, he he was in a little bit of controversy last year, the year before that, when he was uh, screaming about gay marriage and whatnot. So he's all over the place. Um, there's been a few times where I've kind of not really agreed with him, but didn't really take offense or think anything differently about the way he came across selling or preaching his views. This time around, though, I think he went a little too far. Okay. Uh, he was preaching down here in Florida about atheists and basically saying, you know, not mixed words. He was basically calling them idiots and saying that, well, if you don't fucking believe in God, you don't believe in anything, then you're a fucking moron. Okay. And, ugh, God, you know, I'm just going to read this to you. It, it's going to take a second to read it, so just bear with me. But it, I, I don't even want to fucking mix mix up what he said okay so he says i'll make a bet with you two guys break into an atheist house he has a little atheist wife and two little atheist daughters two guys break into his home and tie him up in a chair and gag him and then they take his two daughters in front of him and rape both of them and shoot them and then they take his wife and then decapitate her head off in front of him and then they can look at him and say isn't it great that i don't have to worry about being judged isn't it great that there's nothing wrong with this? There's no right, no wrong. Now, is it, dude? So, th this is his idea of showing atheists that they're idiots for not believing in anything. That if two guys broke into their house and raped the little fucking kids and killed their wife in front of them and whatnot, that it's okay because you don't believe in God, so there's not absolutely nothing wrong with this. Like, who the fuck says that? That is fucked up. Isn't that fucked up? That like really I, is. I, I read this and I, I wasn't even gonna bring it up because uh, you know I'm just like kind of flipping through articles and reading shit and 
I was like, this is this is really fucking wrong. Right. Like th- there's there's no either side of the story. There there's no oh he's looking at this from this point and you know I get what he's saying. This is like the worst fucking example of why atheists are wrong for not believing in God I've ever heard in my life. Right. Right. But uh, first of all, I mean. I'm an atheist, but I don't like push that on my kids or my wife. So it's not like I have an atheist wife. And like, when you're atheist, basically you're saying, like, I don't believe that there's people living in the clouds. Like, right. there's not like there. There's no construction going on up there for gates. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's no man and below the ground with pointy ears and fucking uh like a fucking farm tool like telling you like hey you're fucking mad like (laughs) like no that stuff doesn't happen like scientifically that can't happen like and i and i understand you have faith and whatever like that's fine but like if somebody came in and like like murdered everybody in my home except for me I'm not going to go, well, there's no God, so that's okay. Yeah, right? Like, no. <laughs> well, he, he's not really doing anything wrong. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, I would, like, that would push me into disbelieving in God more. Like, because what kind of a God lets that happen to somebody that, you know, is alive on this earth? Like, right. he's supposed to love all unconditionally, which is bullshit in itself. But, um, you know, it, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm I'm at a loss for words. Like that's just so disgusting. It is. It, like I said, it makes me feel fucking dirty as a human being. Like yeah. hearing someone say something like this. It, right. It's. I mean, here he is talking about being a man of God and whatnot. And I get that. I respect that. But this is horrible. Right. There, there is no. There is nothing right about him saying this at all. Right. And like I said, you know. Last year, I, I I was on his side um, about you know him getting shit for talking about gay marriage and whatnot, and he, the it wasn't that I was on his side saying you know I'm against gay marriage as well, but I didn't see anything wrong with the way with the way he said it and his point of view on it because it's what he believed in and I was fine with that. Right. But this year, th- this has just gone way too fucking far. Right. Like, I, I don't get that at all. And not for nothing, if, if Duck Dynasty wasn't fucking kicked off the air before when there was all this controversy, I would assume it's got to be close to being kicked off the fucking air now because this is this is fucked up. Nobody could read this. I, I fucking challenge anybody listening to this to read this and come back at me with some kind of a valid argument for this fucking case. Yeah. I mean, Christians should read this and be like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Exactly. That they should literally be like fucking distancing themselves big yeah. time from this, right? Right. Because that that's just it's disgusting, right? And yeah. is is this like a call to action? Is he saying uh, that hey Christians, it's okay to go into atheist house and rape their daughters and kill their wives? Right. And that's oh my because god. they man, don't believe so in God, up. so it's okay to treat them like shit. Yeah, I just I, I really mm. and the fact that he says this at a fucking event. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's a situation where somebody recorded him saying this while he was talking to a friend or, uh, like, a fucking uh, phone call or something. Right. Th- this is him 
out in the fucking world at a goddamn event that he's speaking at, just basically saying this. I would have loved to have been in the room to hear everybody just fucking gasp all yeah. at one time when yeah. he says this shit. Let me tell you, like, I write, I write jokes, I write screenplays, and like, like this guy had to write it down and then read it and go, yeah, it's good. Like, that's definitely what I want to say. <laughs> Like, that's fucked up. Like, I've written a joke and be like, oh, no, that's going too far. Like, I'm going to crumble this shit up, throw it out, like, just fucking burn it. Because I don't want everybody to anybody to know that that thought ever existed in my fucked up brain. <laughs> but this guy writes shit down and says, beautiful, perfect. Right. That's what I want to say behind my fucking disgusting beard. <laughs> When I was working on uh, our little segment, Almost Total Bullshit, which mm -hmm. we can hit next, um, I I was trying to come up with the, the two fake things. And I came up with a few of them. I was like, no, 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 that's too far. I, I, I can't. I don't even want people even somewhat thinking I did those things. I'm not putting that on there. Right. Like I, I was almost embarrassed to put these fake things on there, and I couldn't do it. And here this asshole is speaking in front of, let's just say, a couple thousand people or whatever the hell it is. And he, he's spewing this shit out. And right. I don't know. Maybe he thought that disgusting beard of his would be a fucking filter. And, you know, it would come out <laughs> sounding completely different. But it, it ain't fucking working. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awful. Yeah. And you, you guys got to check out the rest of the article. I, I will post it on the, the Facebook page. Yeah. But, I mean, he goes on later on talking about he, – he, he elaborates on this whole fucking story. And the, the next step is, you know, they, they take a knife out and put it to the guy's genitalia and they want to cut his dick off. I mean, it's it's crazy, like, how deep into this he gets. And right. I, I just – I can't imagine that this is going to go, you know, un uh, – I can't even fucking think anymore. This guy's got me so fucked up. Uh, I, I get a feeling that th this may be what gets him kicked off fucking TV. I can't imagine that anyone's going to want him on TV anymore after this. Does anybody still watch that show? Like, is that, I, is, is it still a thing? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't hear about it much anymore, no. but all their products sell like crazy. Every yeah. fucking day I see somebody walk around with like a duck dynasty shirt or right. a hat or something. I mean, somebody I work with has like all the duck dynasty ringtones on their phone and shit. I mean, so they're still out there. I mean, they're still relevant to, you know, people now, but, I don't know for how much longer at this point. Right, right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Dirty. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into some fucking fun stuff because I feel all dirty now. All right. <laughs> You're going to feel even worse. Because <laughs> yeah. now you have to tell us. I, just, I was just thinking about it. <laughs> all right, let's get into almost total bullshit. What we've got this week, uh, Nick has to tell us a story, an embarrassing story from his past. Uh, you have to guess what it was. Um, and, uh, let's see the three things that we came up with, or he came up with rather is, uh, number one, first time he had sex was while wearing a condom from a box he found on the side of the road while walking to school. Number two, he stuck his finger into a fish because <laughs> he caught, because his friend told him it would feel like a vagina. Number three, he refuses to ever own a bidet because he's afraid <laughs> like the water hitting his asshole and will instantly question his own sexuality. So that's your options. One, two, and three. Um, we're going to collect uh, uh, our votes on Facebook and it, uh, you got, you got, 
you have to listen to find out. So we're not going to fucking tell you on Facebook. Defeats the purpose. So, all right. What is the answer? So, well, before we do that, wh- which one do you think it is? I'm saying it's number one. It is number one, sir. You were nice, correct. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I used to uh, walk to high school every day because I got tired of taking the fucking bus, and I, I just the the bus was annoying, regardless what it was. Uh, so, I'm walking to school one day, going right down fucking Lanes Mill, and I see this bag, and there's a box inside of it, and for some reason, I go over and I gotta kick it, and as I kick it, out comes this fucking box of fucking condoms. I'm like, huh, what the fuck, what what is this shit? What's going on here? So I walk over to it, and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at it, I'm checking it out, I'm like staring around, you know, seeing anybody's fucking looking at me and whatnot, so I pick them up, and you know. I see, you know, it, it looks pretty much all sealed up. It, it looks a little worse for wear because uh, it's obviously on the side of the fucking road, but it's all intact. It's all sealed. Right. So uh, I fucking, I stuck my backpack and I continue to school. I come home. I take them out of my fucking backpack one on. I'm checking them all out. And I pull them all out. They're all intact. There, there was a fucking receipt in the bag too. Like everything was there. Right. So we're all good to go. Now here, here comes the, uh, the, the kicker to it. So... The first time that I'm getting ready to, you know, make with the loving and whatnot, mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> this is how it goes down. Uh, we're fooling around, and I keep saying, I was like, wow, you know, I have these condoms, but, you know, I think they're going to expire soon. I'm just going to have to, like, throw them out or something, you know. It's, you know, I, I don't really want to use them right this second, but I'm just, you know, it'd be a shame for them to go to waste and whatnot. That was my line. That was my line to get some fucking sex. That Save the condoms. condoms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the condoms are going to fucking expire. <laughs> We're never going to be able to use them. And these are the last condoms on earth. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was your, was your first sexual experience with like a, a stay-at-home mom? Like, <laughs> like, drink the fucking milk before it expires. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how little game I fucking had, man. Right. That was it. <laughs> Meanwhile, not for nothing, but if this woman would just fucking look at the expiration date in the condom, it would have been like for another 10 years. Right, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> Oh, my God. But I, I always thought that was funny as shit. That I, first of all, I mean, I'm not saying that the fucking girl was stupid. She must have fucking wanted to have sex because nobody in their right mind is going to fall for that shit. No. <laughs> I mean. We're, we're sitting there. I, I couldn't even just come out and be like, hey, you, you, you fucking, you want to do it? You want, you want to make a little love? What's going on? Right. I have to literally pull out a condom and be like, oh, man, this is going to expire soon. Like, who does that shit, man? <laughs> like, what kind of an asshole am I that I just can't come right out and be like, hey, let's, let's do this. Right. I kind of fucking, like, stare at this condom with, like, a tear rolling down my fucking cheek and shit. <laughs> Oh my God. In the arms of the <laughs> angels, we're away from it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. I, I felt like, ah. Uh, the best part was, back then, I felt like that was the coolest thing in the world. And I was like, yeah. 
I talked her into having sex by lying to her and telling these condoms were going to expire. Check me out. Right. Now I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking loser you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I don't even remember what I first, what I said my first time. I know it was at her house. And I think basically I had a condom in my pocket and I pulled it out and I fucking put it in her hand. <laughs> no words. <laughs> That's the fucking international symbol for you're getting fucked. <laughs> right. right <now>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, man. Dude, I can't even... You know what? I, I realize now how much of a lazy piece of shit I was back then, too. and Probably still am. You know how many times I forgo having sex because I was too lazy to go to a store and get condoms? Wow. Yeah. That's bad. Dude, that's, that's fucking pathetic. Yeah. Like, that's bad, man. Like, what kind of a fucking guy, especially a guy in his early 20s, was like, eh... Oh, God, I kind of want to get laid, but I don't feel like going to fucking CVS and getting fucking thinking condoms. Well, yeah, fuck it. Maybe next time. Wow. Like, it was horrible. Yeah. And then I, I was definitely an asshole because I would just, like, talk my ex into, like, picking him up. And she hated picking him up because she felt weird and, you know. Cause it's got to be strange for a girl to go pick up it's condoms. It's got to be. Because you know I mean? she's picking up, like, 24, slamming it on the counter. I'm a fucking whore. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> All these are going to be inside me. <laughs> And that's what I would do. Like, I would totally fucking – I was – oh, my God, man. I'm thinking about what kind of an asshole I was. Like, I would try to fucking get her all sexed up and whatnot and, like, really horny. And be like, oh, we don't have any condoms. Maybe you could pick up some, you know, on the way home tomorrow. We could do so. <laughs> when I was that age, I used to put together the most ridiculous, like, grocery list and, like, throw it on the counter. <laughs> Just to like kind of hide the condoms, you know? Right. Be like condoms, Vaseline, a can, can, cantaloupe. All right, we're good. <laughs> and she'd scan. Beep, beep. What the fuck? <laughs> she just leans over and be like, "Are you fucking the cantaloupe?" Right. <laughs> Do you really need a condom to fuck the cantaloupe? <laughs> What I do when my wife wants me to pick up like uh, tampons for her, I'll like pick up tampons and then I'll pick up like a case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it on the counter, but like it's gonna be a long fucking night. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great, man. Ah, uh, god damn it. it! It's funny. I uh, like I don't understand. Why there's such a fucking a stigma on buying like condoms and shit now? I don't know. Like, and you know, I really don't see. Well, maybe just at my store, you know, where I work. Every once in a while, I'll ring somebody up who's buying condoms, and it's funny because it's the only thing that they're buying. They they never come in. Nobody ever comes in and buys like three hundred dollars worth of groceries, and there's a box of condoms in there somewhere. Right. Nobody. It's always one of those things where, like, you fucking run to the store, like, oh, oh, I'm fucking getting some tonight. I just, I just need condoms. Somebody give me condoms. Right. And you fucking get the hell out of there and whatnot. 
But uh, there's always that like weird moment where nobody wants to make eye contact. Not the person scanning them, not the person buying them, not the person putting them into a bag. Yeah. Nobody wants to make eye contact. It, it's just like, why? Who gives a fuck? Right. I don't know. I mean, it's... I used to get him embarrassed, too. Like I said, I, like I would just find whatever just to fucking make a pile of stuff and like the condoms would be on the bottom <laughs> like i don't i don't know i don't know why i was embarrassed to buy them i don't know why people now are embarrassed like that's just it's great that you're buying them like you know at least you're not fucking polluting the earth with another fucking idiot kid like <laughs> i don't get it i don't know i don't know i think the only time i've ever felt like even slightly embarrassed about buying condoms was one time I was in there buying them and I was pretty sure I was either by myself or maybe Tina was off in the other fucking uh, aisle or whatever. So I'm, I'm over there and I'm like going through them and whatnot and somebody walks past me and in my hand, you know, I've got a couple different ones. I'm just like checking them out, see which one I want to get and shit reading, you know, one's ribbed, one's this one, one's that, you know, different fucking styles and shit. Right. And when the person walked past, I was putting them basically back on there. So the only one I had left in my hand was uh, something for stamina. Okay. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. That's kind of embarrassing. This person just saw me holding this fucking box of condoms that's for stamina. And now it looks like that I can't go more than fucking a couple seconds. I mean, this is that, that was like the only time I felt kind of embarrassed. But at that point, I was like, why are you fucking them? So what the hell do I care? Right. And I, I don't know. Just something about that shit. But, you know, not for nothing... Why wouldn't you want, like, a stamina one? It, it, you give me anything. I don't care if I last fucking an hour in bed before I shoot my fucking load all over the place. If you tell me I can last an hour and a half, I'm like, fuck it. I want that over there. I want to last an hour and a half. I want to last longer. Right. Who right. the fuck wouldn't want to last longer? Well, that's what all these fucking TV commercials are about now. Like, now, like, we, we don't care. So we're we're going to fucking put it on TV. Like, like that's like... The pinnacle of, like, not caring. Like, let's fucking put a commercial on TV. We know that all the guys want to last longer. Like, uh, there are men out there that will literally fucking numb their dicks to last longer. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> fucking insane. I, I don't know. I mean, my sexual prowess is well documented on this show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I still would not buy one of those products. Dude, I, I can't I, I can't get into any kind of, like, like fucking sex toy or a sex enhancer or whatnot. Yeah. Because Tina and I laugh too fucking hard at this shit. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we tried this one thing, and she's probably going to fucking kill me for even bringing this up. I don't even care. We tried this one thing where it was, like, basically, like, a cock ring kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it had like this little little vibrating thing on top of it, so it basically made your whole fucking dick vibrate like crazy, <laughs> nice. right? So I, I put this thing on, and I'm like, this is this is so fucking stupid because you know what it looked like? It looked like my dick had like one of those little like mine shaft helmet with the flashlights on it. Like <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. Nice. So I'm like, whatever. So I put this thing on, and, you know, we're getting ready. I'm like, all right, let's do this shit. And I fucking I hit the little on button, and like this thing shattered my fucking teeth like <laughs> like my whole fucking body was vibrating like a bitch right <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so we get into it and we're going and whatnot i'm like all right now 
I I'm basically fucking faking it at this point because I can't feel anything. Right. The only thing I feel is fucking vibration, which ain't doing shit for me. Right. And I'm like, I'm looking at her, right? And I'm like, thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, she must really like this. Her eyes are all closed. You know, she looks, she's, she seems fucking into it. And then she like, bursts out fucking laughing. Like, she can't stop fucking laughing. It was like, it was miserable because it was like, this is so fucking stupid. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't feel anything. You're fucking laughing. These things are pointless. I, I was so fucking mad. Like, I, I just, I can't get into anything like that. We've even tried... Like the uh, oh god, there was these gels or something like that where you, you put it was one for the guy, one for the girl. You put one on you and one on them, and like one's cold, one's hot, and you know together they're supposed to be like amazing and whatnot. Right. It was fucking bullshit. First of all, it's a bitch to clean off. Yeah. Secondly, it took like fucking twenty minutes just to apply this shit, and by then it's like, do I do you even really want to do this anymore? Right. <laughs> let's just let's just call it a night and watch TV. Now my balls are all slick. Like I can't fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no, we. I can't like the KY stuff. Like it's just like like you said, it's forever to like yeah. take it off. Like seriously, like I'm going through like rolls of toilet paper to like take this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. And you have to do a toilet paper too. You can't use a regular like fucking cloth towel because then like you'll forget about it. And you go to do the laundry and you go like go to fucking undo and it's all stuck together oh, and it's like yeah. crackly and it's just can't fucking disgusting. Like you no. just want to throw it out. You don't want anything to do with that shit. Yeah, no. So yeah, you're right. You go through like a fucking roll of toilet paper. So now you're you're wasting fucking toilet paper. So now when you have to go fucking take your morning dump, you got no fucking toilet paper because it's all stuck to your fucking balls and dick and whatnot. It, it's just it's not worth it. I've done that before. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've used like the rest of the toilet paper and not because I have to go down two flights of stairs, back up two flights of stairs to get toilet paper. I'm like, ah, fuck it. And then I get up in the morning and I have the most hellacious dump ever. <laughs> my wife is already downstairs. I charge my phone downstairs. So I'm just fucking stuck. Like, I'm like, help. <laughs> And finally, after like a half an hour, she comes upstairs. She's like, what? I'm like, I have no toilet paper. <laughs> like, we fucked last night. That was the end of it. <laughs> like, I'm not wiping my ass with tissues because that's just for like homeless people. Like, it's awful. <laughs> wiping your ass with tissues is a futile. It, you just, it just doesn't accomplish anything. Uh, sir, not only does it not accomplish anything, even by chance, you do remove the shit, you'll be picking, like, little fucking tissue lint out of your crack for fucking days. Right, yeah. Like, the shit never ends, yeah. and it, it never goes away, and no matter how many showers you take, it almost seems like it just fucking multiplies, because it's always fucking there. Right, and then, like, if especially if you use, like, the aloe tissue paper, like, it just feels like you've got stuff in your crack all day. <laughs> always. Like... All fucking day. <laughs> it's gross. Oh, by the way, for the fucking record, I really want a bidet. You do? Like, I, I just, yeah, I fucking want a bidet so bad. Like, I was thinking about it when I was typing that up and whatnot, and I was like, dude, I would love to have a bidet. And just fucking sit there and let the fucking, you know, water rush my asshole and my balls and shit. Yeah. Oh, it'd be fucking awesome. I don't know how I feel about a bidet. I want a bidet. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Really? Not, not even a little bit? I don't think so. 
Alright, this is what you do tonight. When you when you go into the fucking bathroom, and you go to take a shower and whatnot, put put your fucking your little shower head on like you know the the whole massage thing, yeah. and then bend over, spread your fucking cheeks apart, and let that shit hit your asshole for a little bit. Tomorrow you'll come back and be like, oh, I want a fucking bidet now. It's amazing. Not that I've done this. <laughs> right, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> no, I just. I don't know. I need the feeling of like, like paper against scrotum, an asshole. Like I just need that feeling. Like I need to know it's done. Like I can't have water shooting up there and just thinking everything's okay. Like I need to, like I need to know. Like. <laughs> so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm a little confused. So you you don't use toilet paper at all when you use a bidet? I was under the impression that you like maybe just to like tidy up or like get rid of the wetness, but that's it. Well, that's fucking disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I I still want a bidet, but now I'm feeling like I want it more for recreational purposes. <laughs> right. I still, I still want it. <laughs> I fucking buy a bidet. I'll leave my bathroom for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your wife like. Like running around your place, like looking for you for like an hour and a half, <laughs> and you're in the bathroom running up the water bill, like squirting yourself in the ass, like <laughs> jerking it. <laughs> There's no coming back from that. Your wife walks in, you're on a fucking bidet, taking in the ass from water, and you're jerking it. I mean, there's no coming back. No. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I gotta imagine, like, she just immediately leaves the house and goes to a fucking divorce lawyer. <laughs> that's, that's just it. <laughs> I caught him fucking our toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the fucking receiver. He wasn't even one given. <laughs> He's a fucking toilet bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. All right, so you, you want to close this up and start screaming if you don't leave her here? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been an American Fat Ass Podcast. Leave us a review. I'm, I'm not even going to be funny about it anymore. Just leave us a goddamn review. If you post it to our Facebook page or our Twitter, we'll read it during the show. That's it. Please. For the love of God. Yes, please. For the love of God. Which we don't I believe need in. This in my life. Yeah. But it's okay. Because if there is no God, I can rape your family. And it'll be alright. And cut your wife's head off, apparently. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> <laughs> alright. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Post it to Facebook and we'll read it. That's it. We're out. Oh, yes. Uh, how I miss them. I, I, I miss both of them. Um, maybe one day, one day they will pick back up where they left off. They produced some of the best comedic material in independent podcasting. I honestly, I enjoyed them. I know quite a few people that enjoyed them. Um, and I was very kind of heartbroken when I found out that they, you know, came to a conclusion in uh, 2015, I believe it was. So it's it's been three years. Maybe it's time for them to pick back up and, and jump in the saddle again and, and give us some raunchy yet very 
very funny material that only the people I'm trying to think of how to say this nicely. Uh, well, not nicely, but I'm, I'm trying to do it poetically. You know, uh, Nick and Jim were great podcasters, and I really enjoyed it. And I was trying to convey that, but I just kind of stumbled over my own words. And moving on, now that I feel like a complete goob, uh, let's see. We are going to pull another episode. Let's see. We have it on random draw. And the next episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I always get happy with when I see my face. I, I'm, I'm a narcissist like that. The next episode that we pull is scene red number 91 gone full walrus oh gosh i remember this show what a fun show originally recorded october 8th 2014 and it says this week dave and aaron return after a long absence and dive into the review Full of spoilers for Kevin Smith's midnight horror film, Tusk. Learn the highs and lows of the film and how it equals to a fantastic flick. Plus, don't miss Aaron doing a little of Justin Long's dialogue from the movie. Oh, yeah. I, You know, it's just one of those things that kind of stick in your mind. I, I've done quite a few podcasts, but this one in particular really – I remember sitting there – I remember going through finding the because uh, I at the time I don't think I still have it on my computer. I had the actual script to Tusk, one of the original versions, and I remember getting Aaron to to read that, and uh, yeah, that was some good times. That was a great movie. Um, we'll have to push play and find out all that happens. I I remember. I remember a lot of laughs and I th think he kind of, he, yeah, I, I believe he really just kind of locked into the character. That's when he was really into becoming a voice actor, which if you ever see Aaron Illich, you need to encourage him to start trying to be a voice actor again. He's kind of deviated from that dream. And I don't think anybody should deviate from a dream for too long. All right, I'm kind of rumbling on. Uh, let's go ahead and push play, and let's hear Scene Red 91, Gone Fool Walrus. Enjoy. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Illich. You want to say your name? You want to say Zoe Montoya? Say Zoe Montoya. No? And we're joined with Zoe Montoya because she's missing her dad, so. She loves daddy. So we're going to sit here. Well, first I want to say welcome back to Mr. Aaron. He's been away. We haven't discussed it. In fact, probably nobody knows. Everybody's like, what happened to you guys? They're like, what the fuck's going on? Where's our seeing red, damn it? Um, Aaron <laughs> was out with pneumonia for, what, three weeks? Yeah. So this is one of many catch-up episodes. We're going to do our best to get caught up. Um, plus, I'm scheduling uh, some other 
like outside of you and Rebecca trying to do some like maybe some interviews and stuff with some other people. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get all caught up for episode 100. Oh, yeah. But one of the big things that I've been sitting here and waiting for, for you to come back, and I was waiting for Rebecca, but I'm just, we're just going to, you and I, we're just going to do it. Okay. Is opening night, we went down and we saw Tusk. Um, and sadly, you know, now we're into three weeks in. Yeah. I've uh, seen Tusk. Tusk has not done that well. They've only made like, in the last three weeks, I think they've made like one and a half million dollars. Oh really? Yeah, they they're just now expanding out worldwide, you know. But mm-hmm. as far as here in the states, people haven't, you know, really gone to see Tusk, yeah. which surprises me because there's like he has like two point six million followers on Twitter, you know. You you'd think, you know, at least a million people have go, would go and see the movie. Yeah, and at at that, a million people times nine bucks a pop, that would be nine million dollars. Yeah. Not even, not even a million people has gone to see his, his movie. Yeah. Now, what what did you think? Let's just start there. I liked it a lot. I think that the storyline progression was good. I felt like they didn't jump into it too fast, which is a good thing, because they they played on, you know, the the old man spoilers. They played on the old man, you know, really well. Yes. And the fact that, you know, he kept giving, like, innuendos, like, oh, no, no, Mr. Tusk. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yes. And he he just progressively, progressively just made Justin Long his bitch. <laughs> well, I should jump in here and say real fast is um, if you're one of many people that have not seen uh, Tusk and you want to see it, then I suggest you just go ahead and and turn this off and come back after you see it because this is going to be full of spoilers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. So, I I another thing I really liked is the fact that they uh they made Justin Long pretty much a real walrus. They did. Yeah. It was it was very organic in the way that they made him the walrus i thought that you know the whole everything about it was just it it was eerie because the pieces of the body parts that were you know the skin for the walrus suit that he was in and then like his limbs and stuff were you know how do i say this I was going to say fishified, but that's not the, right, the word. Yeah. More of a walrus because, you know, the fins and and the tusks. I, I just... And, the only thing that I didn't like, though, is the fact that they never made him to be, you know, someone, you know, medically inclined. I didn't really to like... do that? Yeah, like, they, he just, you know... Oh, I've seen pictures and, you know, I've studied the walrus anatomy and thus he performs this miracle surgery to make man into walrus. Yeah, they that's true. They didn't really go in and explain, um, you know, how he was able to do this. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see, you know, with trial and error, the fact that, you know, he was able to do that. But like I said, they didn't make him 
very medically inclined to perform these surgeries. Right. Well, they did, you know, they they did, uh, again, spoilers, <clears throat> after Justin gets turned into um, the, the Mr. Tusk or the walrus, um, he's in his enclave, and he's being forced to learn how to swim, and he goes down underneath the water, and, and you see, like, two or three other the carcasses that have, you know, been... Uh, Done at the hand of the old man, um, Howard Howe is yeah. his name. Howard Howe, yeah. And and though he, that should have been explained a little bit more, I think. Yeah, like it, but the overall factor, like I said, the storyline was played out very well. You know, they had <laughs> a guest actor in there that did very well. Um, not mentioning any names, but. If you see the movie, you'll... well, no, we're just gonna we're just gonna go all the way. This okay. Um, and you're talking about Johnny Depp, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Guy Lapointe. Ah, <laughs> uh, he, he but but he had he what did he have? He had a um like a French Canadian accent. It was it was he was hysterical. Oh yeah. And another thing too, in um, I really enjoyed the uh, the scene where Harley Morenstein, he, uh, played the border airline, the border agent. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it was uh, that was funny, and it, the fact that he played the whole Canadian character. And normally he's not like that when he does, you know, his little spoofs of like, you know, Epic Meal Time, stuff like that. Um, Epic Meal Empire. He doesn't really act like that whatsoever. And then you see him in, you know, the Canadian. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh my God, that was hysterical. There you go. And uh, (laughs) the whole, um, I don't know, usually when you put up the podcast, we talk about images, we put up the images. Right. And um, for anybody that's going to see this, uh, it is, in fact, Justin Long in uh, a human walrus suit. Right. Made out of human flesh. Not real human flesh, obviously. Um, and he is a walrus. He is. Oh, look what I found, too. And I, I, I'm not going to show this with the audience. Um, let's see. Let me find what I found here, just for. Oh, my gosh. How did you stumble upon this? A friend of a friend. <laughs> that is awesome. I have a I have a mighty network online. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah, I found the I found the Tusk script. From episode 200. 59 of the Smodcast. So, yeah. <clears throat> but this was version... This is second draft. So it's not completely the same as what we saw in the no. movie. Um, but it was, it was an interesting read. I Like I said, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, the whole fact of the uh, the music that they made just for the end... It was hysterical. Oh, I know. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, you know, what added it all together was like in the credits, you know, they, they're talking, they're playing through, you know, bits and pieces of, of the, the, the podcast. This... <laughs> yeah. This podcast. And then, you know, they, they go through and they're talking about the, the, the different scenes and stuff like that, which I'm sure, you know, when we make the movie, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have like, you know, the different scenes. And stuff oh, like our that. movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't really actually think about it. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. And it's just, you know, the raw audio, nothing, you know, you just credits. Just, yeah, just credits, <clears throat> raw audio. And, you know, you're going back, you're listening to it, and then they're talking about the different scenes that you see, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know. And uh, the the part that made me just, like, go out and was just like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Is when uh you know uh Howard Howe he challenges Justin Long oh at the end as the walrus <laughs> and they have the whole fucking walrus fighting and Howard Howe is in his own little walrus suit right and they're fighting for dominance he's like uh, feel the full walrus feel it <laughs> you can do it Mister Tusk oh my god that was amazing that was very fun um. One of the things I think that, yeah. Oh, okay. I think you need no, don't leave. Okay, that was Lace. <laughs> she was just listening to because Lace didn't get an opportunity to go with us. Yeah, and hopefully one of these days that I'll I, I would like to take her to go see it because I I think it would be an experience to. <laughs> it's definitely an experience <laughs> to see on the big screen. <laughs> yeah. But um, at first, you're like, okay, um, Justin Long, they kind of made him a douchebag. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. You know, at first, I was like, eh, because, you know, as us, as podcasters, I was like, okay, I, I can kind of connect at that level, you know, yeah. like podcasting level, that you're always looking for weird, especially us seeing red. Yeah. You know, we're looking for. Yeah, I, I felt like, you know, that, that that's one of the parts that made me, you know, sink more into the stories, you know, the. The comparison between, you know, finding stories to share as podcasters. Right. So I I, I thought that that was really good. Um, yeah, like the fact that you said that, you know, they did make Justin Long a douchebag. And normally when you see movies with Justin Long, he's kind of like the finicky, shy kid. The nerd. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't, you know, really socialize that much, but more of on a comedic level. Right. And... Uh, this is like, you know, oh, yeah, Justin Long, you know, he's so full of himself. You know, you find out all these different things that's been happening with him. You know, the relationship that he had with his girlfriend and the relationship he has with his friend. You know, and he doesn't. And then the relationship between the friend and the girlfriend. Yeah. And nothing, you know, he doesn't understand all of that until, you know, he's going back and he's he's thinking about things. and um, And then they... You know, he's trying to come out. You know, he's captured uh, saying, oh, my God, this crazy guy, he chopped off my legs and, and I need help. I'm blah, 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 blah. And they're, they're, you know, they come to Canada and they're thinking, you know, OK, what's what's going on with this guy? You know, what's, what's... and they stumble upon this guy. And they're you like, point, you mean. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like they're they meet him at this kind of like uh American esque uh Canadian 
fast food joint <laughs> and they're the gumly got the gumly glider and <laughs> gimly glider gimly i think it was gimly yeah. yeah and uh they were sitting there you know they're trying to talk to him and he's just not giving straight answers and he's like <laughs> he's like you want gale bouton what you ain't no disturb you and gale bouton they're like the fuck are you talking about <laughs> like what <laughs> Oh my god! It no, was, you do that it, really well. It was it was a ride. Let me tell you, just the whole like everything. One of my favorites when when the the certainty that Howard Howe is just a fucking psychopath. Yeah. When they're sitting there at dinner, and Justin Long, uh, with which his name was Wallace. I don't yeah, Wallace, Wallace something. It started with a B. Yeah. Um. He's like, so what kind of spider was it? You know, when they're sitting there at the yeah. table. <clears throat> he's like, oh, just a small little spider. He's like, can you describe it? And he's like, well, you know, it's it's just an arachnid. And he's like, well, you know, it, it could be. One could even say it was itsy bitsy. And then he <laughs> starts the itsy bitsy spider. I'm like, oh, uh, fuck. This guy is just like. He took it to a whole different level just yeah. with that. The facial expression, the delivery of the lines, his eyes, <laughs> you know, his eyes got all crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, this is where it's going to go. This yeah. is this is what's going to happen. And for me, because I, I listen to Smodcast, I'm a fan of the whole, I've listened to all like 309, 310 episodes of, of Smodcast. Yeah. And... That's one thing that anybody should do if you if you're not a Smodcast listener, is you should go back and listen to Smodcast. Now I know this is going to take a while. It actually took me a year to listen to all the episodes, but you will enjoy the movie more because it is loaded with Easter eggs from Smodcast <laughs> from their Smodcast um, episodes. Yeah. Like the, the Gemli Glider, yeah, is something that they talked about on on Smodcast. It was actually an incident that happened in Canada. Guy Lapointe is actually a real person, <laughs> and they talked about him on. Uh, of course, he wasn't like French Canadian, yeah, but they were they were being silly, and uh, I think it was Scott Mosier. He he kind of laid it out there with that French Canadian accent, <laughs> yeah. and that's where the the character Guy Lapointe came from. And uh, just some other, you know, Smodcast Easter eggs the, uh, loaded with it. And I think to me that made the, the movie even and more entertaining. The uh, hockey player. Yes. <laughs> when you were talking, we, we, me and Rebecca were sitting there like, okay, you know, what's going on here? You know, and then you come out, you know, after the movie theater and you started pointing out, you know, every different thing that was happening. And they're like, okay, you know, that makes a lot more sense. Um, oh, the yeah, the hockey uh, something Gumtree. Yeah. Now with this movie, this movie actually came from a post on Gumtree.co.uk, and it was a guy. He went on there and he was saying, you know, he made this whole story up. Yeah. You know, I've been a you know a, a, an adventurer. I got lost at sea. I'm old. I got this house willed to me. I don't want to die alone in this big house. You can come live with me. 
for free, but for two hours a day, you have to put on this realistic walrus suit. And and that's where, you know, it came from. Yeah. Was, it was gumtree.co.uk. So that was just a little extra uh, Easter egg because they made the hockey player his last name, Gumtree. Yeah. It was just, to me, I... I, I think it was like it. Stanley or something like that. Was it Stanley? Some Something like that. Because, uh, you know, it's hockey. Right, right, right. The Stanley Cup. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm not 100% positive on that. Let me see. That's kind of the nice thing. Well, I don't know. Um, again, because I, I do have the... Oh, wait. Oh, that's the other great movie that's yet to come out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where did I see it? Where did I see it? Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. We're just going to check the name for this guy. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, the fact that uh, you know the 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 girlfriend and the best friend came to rescue him, and they're so concerned. You know, you know what's going on with uh with Wallace? What's going on? We have to find him. You know, and they go to di- all these different places in Canada, and they you know they finally stumble upon you know what is to be the house of reckoning right and uh they're like well you know this this house doesn't look so harmless you know and uh one of the things that made me kind of laugh is the fact that you know they gave justin long this huge handlebar mustache i was actually going to go to that yeah <laughs> and they... well let, let me back up here okay. let me let's up you there because ever since you've seen the picture of Justin Long with the mustache, when we got the premiere to see the you know the trailer, that yeah. was your big thing. Was like I don't know if I can handle Justin Long with a mustache. Yeah, because normally he doesn't. Just Justin Long with any kind of facial hair is just odd. But we learned that that was actually made for a specific reason for the movie. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and, and uh, go. he came. You know, he stumbled upon uh, this little quick. Mart thing. It was like a. It's. It's. It was like a, a drugstore, alcohol store type thing. It was a convenience store. Convenience store. It was. A, it was a convenience store called A through Z. A through Z. Okay, there we go. And uh, you know, he he's sitting there. He's talking to these chicks. You know, he's trying to figure out. You know, where this place is at, and you know, they're not. You know, talking to him at all. Because they're so sunken into their phones, like you know, uh, normal American teenagers do, and you know, just the form of adolescence. They don't they don't care about anything, but social media and you know, electronics and stuff like that. And you know, he's trying to get their attention, like, hey, hello, you know, and uh, they're sitting there, and they're like, what do you want? And the fact that you know, he's like, well, you know. Maybe if you put your phone down <laughs> for a second and talk like a normal ass human being, and they they sit there and then you know they're making fun of his mustache, and uh, they find you know he finally gets to talk to him like normal people, and they're like, well, that's only blah 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 over there. It's about two hours from here. Yeah, <laughs> it's about it's about it's about two hours from here. They're like he's he's like wait what? He's just distraught. At because the, he's on the phone with uh, Howard Howell. Yeah. And he said, well, they said that the the girls said that it's a 
it's a bolt two hours from here. And then the back goes back to the two girls and they're like, we hate Canadian bo- or American, American boys. boys. Yeah. That was good. And it just, it made me laugh because <laughs> everybody, you know, they, they're not the stereotypical Canadian accent. It, it, most of the time that you, they say something, it's just a little bit of a misconstrued, um, emphasis on words. People think is what it is. It's not, it's just, you know, their dialect. Just like, uh, and in, in, in I can kind of vouch for this because a lot of people say Nevada, like they're fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nevada. Yeah, yeah it's like Nevada. I go from Nevada. It's like, dude, I'm not fucking tone deaf. You say each vowel, Nevada. Oh, it was Bifrost. Bifrost, That's yeah. what they were looking for. Was He was looking for Bifrost. And, uh, Anyway, um, I it, it the movie it, it was like I said it it was amazing. I enjoyed it a lot. Rebecca's not here to talk about it with us, obviously. Um, she when she comes back in, you know, we'll we'll talk about it some more so she can get her input in it. Right. Um, one of the things that you did miss on uh, talking about the mustache though is um. They actually turned around. They they turned around from the counter and they came back and they were holding the combs, yeah, you know, as mustaches. Yeah, that was a, a classic scene. In fact, I'm looking at draft now. Mind you, this is the second draft, so I'm thinking the third draft is when he went in and put all the little extra funny things in. Yeah, probably just because, to give it more of a a kick. Because I'm looking at the second draft and it's it's here. It says you know how far is Bifrost from here, and then the clerk. Originally, it was just one clerk. It wasn't two clerks. And it says Bifrost near whatever that, Morweva? Morwina. Morwina. Two hours. <laughs> there was no, there was, there's no joke here. That they were being serious. And then it says, uh, the guy here says, I'm, I'm two hours away. There's nothing, you know, there was no joke about the Aboot. So yeah. that must have came in. Um, For final draft. Yeah, final draft, third draft, make it funnier. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, what about the name of their podcast? That was good. I, I got a kick out of that. Uh, the Not See Co- Podcast. Not See Party Podcast. Podcast. Now it's not the uh not Nazi. Yeah, it's N A Z I. It's not N I N N I Z O I. It's not C N O T space cannot see right s-e-e party and i was laughing because and i think i actually got a a laugh out loud at the theater is because they're driving around looking for them and and uh the girlfriend genesis rodriguez she's like well tell him what the name of the website address is and he's like it's nazi-party.com and he's like hello hello (laughs) and that that actually cracked me up because yeah 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 (laughs) Because you know anybody that would hear that would instantly think of, Nazi, like you know, it's a party, it's a Nazi party. Yes, so, yes, it was. Yeah. It's a play on words. Um, that that gonna that cracked me up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Damn it. Let's but, see. Looking at this costume, I'm, um, one thing I didn't, to be honest with you, until I, I read later on in the script here was um the comparison to Frankenstein. That was what 
uh let's see let me see if i can find it here but yeah that was um kind of an inspiration for him and i didn't really pick up on that until i read the the script uh of the well the second draft of the script yeah did when you seen it did you think frankenstein i kind of thought it a little bit but i wasn't it wasn't like a, a huge factor um to me like I didn't think it was a huge factor for him to put that as an inspiration from Frankenstein as the walrus suit. I was thinking more along the lines of human centipede. Explain. Um, you know how human centipede, you know, I don't know if anybody else has watched it. Have you seen it? So, you know, since you've seen it, I think of human centipede as, okay, you're piecing other people's body parts to become your own. Um, you're sewing on, and it's not just his body, obviously, because you see it's huge. This walrus suit is humongous. So it just can't be his one body, you know, in, um, in to be a walrus in order to adapt. You know, he has to, has, he has to have gills and stuff like that. And with Human Centipede, you know, he adds things on, you know, to be, you know, one gastrointestinal right. track to be Nasty. one humanoid being right so that's what i'm thinking you know he that's what i thought he kind of got his inspiration from well he did he actually mentioned um human centipede he said that this is this would be like a, a cuddlier version of the human centipede. <laughs> yeah but here i have it up on the screen and it talks about number one i thought it was funny because it's the character he goes from being walrus wallace to <coughs> wallace Wallace Russ. Yeah, right here. See? Wallace Yeah, Russ. I see that. <laughs> and it it says reveal Wallace Russ. That's hard to say. Wallace Russ. Um, it's a freakish Frankensteinian affair. So that's, you know, where he and it says giant walrus plate sewn onto the uh onto the body uh of an altered Wallace. Surgically implanted tusk puffs out of his cheeks. And where the Wallace, within a Wallace-like fashion. Walrus. What did I say, Wallace? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it would be Wallace. Huh? Uh, the front ball of his nose has been removed to give a more snouty appearance. His ears have been trimmed to nubs, little ear holes. His head is shaved bald. The top of the Wallace plate sewn to the scalp the bottom sewn to his chin, a big fake mustache creepily and comedically completes the effects. The Wallace Russ whispers in Whimpers. utter despair. He's like, Oh, he did do. Yeah, he was, oh, oh, and he, he's just sitting there screaming for like two days straight. And the funny thing is, is that. I don't know. I mean, when I seen that, I didn't really like, oh, my. Uh, number one, I was like, oh, my God. He really went there. As a filmmaker, he yeah. sincerely went there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, oh, my God. This is great. As soon as I seen the Wallace Russ. Yes. I, I was like, oh, my God. This is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's just it, it, it took a great creative approach to it. And um, I'm again. I'm looking at the picture here. It's just like 
they they really now now that I've read the script and I I see the Frankenstein the Frankenstein feel to it you, you see, yeah especially on the face and, yeah. and all the stitch marks now that was my only hang up about it is because it was one years late one year later and they they go and they find him at a new another enclave yeah and he still has the stitching yeah and i was thinking well wouldn't wouldn't the, that all heal yeah wouldn't yeah. that heal that was that was one of my only hang-ups i thoroughly enjoyed the movie yeah um as a horror fan, I enjoyed it. As a Smodcast fan, I enjoyed it. As a fan of Kevin Smith, I enjoyed it. I was like, wow. You know, yeah. Because he, he he put out Red State, but Red State was just a whole different affair altogether. Yeah. You know, it was a, kind of him on a religious view of things. It was it was telling a whole different story. This This was just him making a horror film. Yeah, and though I think that maybe Yoga Hoser, I don't know about Yoga Hosers because that's that's actually from what I understand, Yoga Hosers is going to come out next year, and it takes place like a year after Tusk. Yeah, there's three. You know, there's three movies, right? No, they're called the Great White North trilogy. It starts with Tusk, then Yoga Hosers, which is actually a podcast. <laughs> And then it ends with um, what is it called? It, I, I, when I heard it, I started laughing. It was crazy. This isn't actually the last one. Isn't a podcast, but it was called Oh Wall or No Not Walrus Moose Jaws, because for Kevin Smith, <laughs> his favorite movie of all times, he, a scary movie, is Jaws. Jaws. And he's seen it was like three or four years old when it came out, and it's always been stuck in his head. So essentially, it's Jaws but with a moose. So I think he's taking it towards more of a comical end at the end. Yeah. But it, somehow it all fits together in that world. Yeah. I think that'll be good. Um, let's see. What else? The A lot of the movie was shot in the house. And um, Well, it's a smart move because it saves money on production. Yeah. So yeah, that, that that's very true. In fact, I'm I'm trying to to mimic that myself as far yeah. as writing the script because I'm trying to keep it all within the house. Um, I'm really trying not to compare my movie to his movie. Yeah, I can see that. He's like, well, you're just well, he won't be like that, but I'm sure people will be like, well, you're just trying to copy him. Uh, <coughs> my movie is way different. Well, oh my you know God. what? I shouldn't say my. That's <coughs> that's completely, and I apologize to that for you. Yeah, you. It's as much more as your movie, Rebecca's movie, as it is my movie. It's our movie. Yeah, because we. It's the seeing red movie. Yeah, it is. In fact, um, and I'll get back to uh, the tusk here in a minute, kids. I just want to show Aaron something here. Um. Let's see where's it at here. I have I have it hooked up to the big screen TV so he can he can enjoy. Let's see. There you go, right there. Yeah. Based on a story from Seeing Red, episode eighty six and eighty seven, Canadian Deliverance. By David K. Montoya, Rebecca C. Lofgren, and 
Aaron Illich. Well, actually, I I gave Rebecca her her legal. I put Aaron, <laughs> yeah Aaron's or Rebecca C and Aaron, Aaron Illich. Illich. Yeah. yeah. So, but but what I'm saying is is that that's as much as your story, yeah, as it is mine. I'm just putting it down the words. We all crafted that story. <laughs> I like the way you said that crafted. It's created crafts. No. Yes. <laughs> it, it it well, you think about it, storytelling is an art form. Definitely, absolutely. Cuz you know, back back in the day. No, I'm kidding. Back in the day, you know, when there's like nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right. People would sit around tell or tell stories right around fucking campfires. Yeah, definitely. And that it's an art form. It's creativity. You put that creativity down. There you go. Becomes the art form. <laughs> okay, jumping back to Tusk. Um, I I don't like I said I, I I'm trying not to because I don't want people to think number one. It's not that he's being biased towards Kevin Smith because he's a Kevin Smith guy and he's being a hundred percent himself, being a movie fan. Right. That's that's what I'm being is I'm approaching it as a movie fan, as a horror fan. Yeah. Um. One of my favorite pieces, too, was when um, – fuck, let me think of their names here. Let me see. It is Haley Joe Osmond. And I, I thought I was going to have a hard time with that because every time I, I hear his name or even see his face, Makes I think of – Yeah, I think of – I just people – Teddy, that's his name. Teddy. Teddy, Teddy. yeah. He yeah. played Teddy. And then uh, Genesis – what did Genesis play? Uh, you know, in fact, while I'm looking for her name here, um, I thought that was kind of a gutsy move with Kevin. Um, he actually had it where she was blowing um, Wallace. Yeah. And though there's a lot of sex talk in Kevin Smith movies, there's actually there's never nothing, been a, a scene yeah. But no, she's. I mean, and he handled it very tastefully for what it was. Yeah. But yeah, you knew that she was blowing this dude. Yeah, you're like, oh my goodness, what is her name? Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, it's Teddy and Allison. Allison. I just turned right to it. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy and Allison. When Teddy and Allison, which is um. Teddy's his best friend. Allison's his, his fiance girl. girlfriend. Yeah. They're they're going through the house, and Guy Lapointe is with them, mm -hmm. and they walk past the the surgery table, mm -hmm. and it's Wallace's leg, yeah. <laughs> in a bucket of ice. Oh my God! What did they do to him? Yes, that was just it was uh, so it was funny, but disturbing at the same yeah. time. It was just I, I <laughs> loved that part. I the acting, all of the acting was just spot on. Yeah, I felt. Yeah, I felt it was too, because you. It's like they had the level of emotion that you would, you know, it's your best friend, it's your lover. You know, you have to have a certain level of emotion to be able to, you know, key with what's going on. You have to be a certain kind of actor to have that kind of. <laughs> You know, a reaction to something. You know, it's like Wallace. Ah! All right, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you <laughs> in the spot. 
<clears throat> there's a scene where he picks up, he gets to his phone because originally he tells everybody, uh, not he, Howard Howe, tells everybody that, or not everybody, but tells Wallace that his phone got broke. He yeah. finds the phone. And while I do believe Justin Long delivered that line perfectly, because what he does is he gets his phone and he, he dials it and he's talking to the answering machine of Allison, which is his girlfriend. Uh, he delivers this great dialogue. Well, it just so happens I have that dialogue right here. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron, ha he has the ability to, to take dialogue and just <laughs> really make it his own. <laughs> so I'm going to put him on the spot, and I want him, as Wallace, to give the listeners a little treat of not only the great dialogue and, and what's going on, but I think that you'll be able to really bring something to it to our listeners. Just a little treat. Move my glasses on. Okay. So it doesn't strain my eyes. Do you want me to blow eye. it up a little bit? No, I'm okay. okay. I just got to have my glasses on and focus. Okay. All right. So you've lost your leg. You're in a wheelchair. You're alone. You're in pain. You're in pain. You're kind You're of dazed scared. and confused. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And action. Help me, Allison. I was abducted. I shit you not. I lost a leg. This guy's talking about making me an animal or something. He's fucking nuts. You gotta save me, baby. I swear I'll never fuck with anybody again. Ever again. Please. Please, 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 please come find me. I'm, I'm two hours... Outside Winnipeg, in the woods, Manitoba, call the cops. Please save me. I'm so scared, Allison. I'm so scared. I want to see you. I'm never going to see you again. I don't want to hang up. Oh, God, please be there. Allie, please hear this. Please, God. Please, Jesus. Please, 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 please hear me. And cut. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. <laughs> oh, I told you I wanted to be a voice actor. Oh, that was great. Oh, you're going to make me go through here and find some more. <laughs> <laughs> um and and that was that was kind of the setting point. That was him everything everything funny because at that point everything was kind of funny. It was yeah, still it was just, you know, you got your comic, you got your serious and you know, everything's leading up to this gigantic climax and, you know, you feel the emotion that's going, that's starting to run through him. He's, he's, you know, you, he takes his leg off. He's freaking out. He's like, what happened to me? You know, what's going on? But you feel all this emotion, you know, starting to run through his body. You, you feel, you know, him starting to panic. You know, he's like, whoa, 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 what happened to my leg? What happened to my leg? Where's my phone? I got to call somebody. I got to call somebody. He's like, well, you're phone it's it's broken i it you know you you fainted and you broke your phone it it's gone and the doctor said that you know you shouldn't talk to anybody you know you need to rest yeah you, you just you need to rest you need to sleep you know you need to calm down He's like, well, where's the doctor at? You know, he's freaking out. Where's the doctor? I need to talk to the doctor. Where's the doctor? Doctor, 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 doctor. He's going crazy about the doctor. He's like, well, he lives two miles down the road. You're very casual. Yeah, he's enough. just two miles down the road. And he just, he makes it seem like, you know, the doctor isn't an issue. He shouldn't talk to anybody. You know, he's he's very subtle with it. 
And then, uh, you know, he, he gets him to, you know, calm down a little bit. And then he leaves the room, and then that's when he starts freaking out, and he falls. What was he? Go, he falls back unconscious. Yeah. And uh, he wakes up. You know, he's at the dinner table, right? Or no, does he wake up at the dinner table? I don't. I don't think it's at the dinner table. I can't remember exactly. I know one of the scenes he wakes up at the dinner table. He doesn't bring him there. He, he's already there. He's like, nice of you to join us, Mr. Wallace. Or he goes, Mr. Tusk. No, it was Mr. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever his last name was. It starts with a B. Oh, Brighton. There it is right there. Brighton. Right where I stopped. Mr. Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. So. Hello, <clears throat> Mr. Brighton. Yeah, and that's where he's first coming in. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, let's see. There was just there was so much going on. Oh, and and one of the funny things is, is if you haven't seen the movie yet, kids, is stay after the credits. There yeah, is you... an end credit scene, <laughs> and uh, people were waiting. You know, they waited for a little bit, for like thirty seconds, and then they started taking off. And then you and Rebecca were going to go, but then I told you, yeah, hold yeah, on, hold on. Just, I, just, I, I knew something was coming up. <laughs> and uh, it's it's not really um, <clears throat> like a Marvel type, you know, oh, this is what's to come kind of thing. Yeah. It was just kind of a little funny skit. Yeah. At the end. Uh, and that was good. Kill that point. Kill that point. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> the whole fact that they made his character like a uh a vengeance type character. He's like, Well, I should have taken him out when I had the chance. I knew he was a funny character. <laughs> like I just I I didn't think anything of it because he was just he was so stupid. <laughs> and then they went back and they did this little thing where he was all shaved up and he acts Mentally handicapped. Um, <laughs> Howard Howe did. Yeah. And he didn't really, um, Guy Point didn't think anything of it. He just thought it was just, he was this handicapped guy. Yeah. But it was all just an act to throw yeah. throw him off his trail. And then as soon as uh, Guy Point left, he he went into the room and started getting his walrus on. <laughs> He's like, okay, now to get back to business. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I I would like to see it again. In fact, you know, to be completely honest with you, I I've checked with different people that I know to see if I could get an Oscars copy. Yeah, there's not one available. Wow, uh, I've looked everywhere. <laughs> so I've got to give it to the fans because nobody has made a copy yet. Yeah, even like Pirates Bay. Yeah, it, I think. Uh... <clears throat> When it comes out, we got to get it for sure. Oh, I'm definitely going to get it. I own, <laughs> I own all his, his movies. Yeah. <clears throat> In so, fact, this is the only picture that I can find online. Of? Of Wallace the Walrus. Yes. Wallace was... Yes. <laughs> that was the only one that I could find. I don't like... Okay, and then... I don't mean to, like, beat a dead horse, but you know the whole suit. And I don't. I don't think we've actually talked about this, but... Anatomically speaking, how he was, 
you know, moving around and doing all this other stuff. Uh huh. Okay, you seen okay, everything was stitched together, everything was sewn together, stapled. Right. And he was moving like it was completely organic when you know for a fact that all that skin had to be dead. Right. And it was probably like leather. How is he moving so organic in all that leather? You know what I'm saying? And he, because you can see like all these wrinkles and stuff start forming in the suit. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just me nitpicking stuff. But I thought it was, you know, he, the suit itself looked organic, but when it came down to, you know, what was going on, yeah, it, it wasn't, it was, it was more anatomical than it was organic. You know what I'm saying? I get what saying? you're saying. Yeah. So I I I kind of was nitpicking that I was while we were watching it, but I was like, you know what? It's a great idea. Right. So I just looked past it. No, I agree with you. In, in fact, there's a uh, one point where Justin Long he's he's gone full walrus. <laughs> oh, I like that full walrus. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna name this episode Full, full walrus. walrus. Gone yeah. full walrus. Um, he's moving. He's, yeah. He's trying to move. In fact, his head just like sinks back into his body, body. and then comes back forward. Yeah, uh, that kind of bothered me too. Because, yeah, you know, that's so. one of those, one of the things I was talking about. Is it's kind of it's it's more anatomical than it is practical. Right. I mean, in I like just I, nitpicking. That's just me. I'm, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm that's what we're doing. We're reviewing oh, yeah. the movie. Um, you know, we've got to bring you know the flaws up to as far as like um, you know as much as we loved it. We can't. Yeah. Just, Say it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, I and it did. It had its it had its flaws. Um, like every movie, every movie has its flaws. The War Hulk, all the jazz. You know, I think the biggest flaw was is is that even though, um, oh, what was his name? Oh my God, I can't think of his name. Teddy. No, the guy who played Howard, um, Howard Howell. Oh, oh, uh, ah. Uh, I can't believe Michael Parks. Yeah, I I enjoyed Michael Parks. I I enjoy his his acting, but there was some scenes where I felt that the dialogue was just too long. Yeah, it like they could have cut it in half, and it still would have been just as powerful. Yeah, or put a put a um, a lead away in, put something you know, put the the Teddy and Allison doing something. Yeah. And then come back to him doing the monologue. The, yeah. And it would have fit further. Because for us, for, for, actually, how do I say this? As an audience, we can be fed so much information. Yeah. And once you get to a certain extent of information, then the brain stops processing. That's yeah. just natural. Yeah. And I think. You're taking in all this because there's so much storytelling in Tusk that at times, like I said, when he's he's going through and he's doing his monologue, he gets to that point where your brain just shuts off. Yeah, and you're like, and, and like a zombie. Yeah, and then it becomes just him yapping. Yeah, that that's that was probably one of my biggest things. Is I think that he had a little, a little bit too, too much. much. Um, and even if you would cut it by a quarter. That would have cut the movie time down, and you'd still have, like, what, 80, 90 minutes of the movie, and that yeah. would have been fine. But uh, but other than that, and then, yeah, you know, like some of the walrus movements, 
Um, <coughs> and then, like we talked about with the stitching, I thought the stitching would heal in a year's time. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, there's really not much that I can think of that just made me go, Ugh, or, oh, you know, that really. Yeah. Um, it was, like I said, it was a pretty solid movie, comedically and with serious, you know. I felt that, uh, and again, we're just reviewing the movie. Um, I felt that in the beginning when the, what do they call him? The guy that cut his leg off. The something ninja or samurai. <clears throat> when they cut his leg off, I I felt that they could have maybe put a little extra more cash into that special effect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I felt like it was. And it just, was a little too corny. Was it? I, I, yeah. yeah. I got that a little bit. Um. In the fact that, you know, he, I, I don't know, I, I didn't really like the fact that when he went to go to the funeral, it wasn't really like a funeral. It was just like, oh, awake. them mourning the loss. It was just about it. Yeah, it was a wake. Yeah. It wasn't a funeral. No. Um... Other than that, that's that's all. I'm I'm honestly, legitimately trying to think into what what just didn't really work for me. Mm. But I think honestly, for me, you know, as just in my perspective, I think that that's what. Obviously, for me, I think the good is better than what the bad. bad yeah. yeah, I I like I said I pretty solid movie as far as you know just nitpicking like i said um every movie has flaws not everybody can make an absolute perfect movie because if you're looking for absolute perfection then you're not in the right industry <laughs> right so you know you put your twist on things that's you you know that's you as a creative director as right. a creative writer as a creative artist right so Okay, so what as we're we're getting because we're gonna close up here pretty soon. Um, what was your favorite moment? Full um, walrus. Full roll going. Full walrus. Going yes, full that walrus. was awesome. That I just I clapped at that part. I was like, yes, yes. Oh, it was amazing. Because you gotta admit that takes balls to do. Man. Yeah. If you think about it. Four million dollars was made to to make a dude into a walrus. Not in, yeah. you know, a walrus is something that isn't known to man as a, a ferocious animal. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I just just thinking about it makes me want to laugh. This thing, this humanoid walrus zombie. Franken human centipede yes. thing. Okay. You see this and you you know, you kinda you feel for him, you know, he's he's screaming there, he's in pain, you know, he, everything hurts, you know, he's scared, he's lost. He can't do anything but sit there. Well, and that was the thing is too, is at the end <clears throat> I was kinda hoping that Gila Point would actually shoot him. Yeah. I wanted him to shoot him. Me too. Because 
I, I at the, the end, end the suffering. Yeah, you you legitimately by the conclusion of this film, you feel bad for him because yeah. you're like, fuck, everything, everything's happened. Well, everything has happened, and he will never, he can never be transferred or transformed back into human. No, you know, and if he, if he did get transformed back, he would. You know, he'd never be the same. He he would still never have no legs. Yeah, you know, he would be disfigured for life. You know, and I, I, for me, I thought the best thing would be end all suffering. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But they took they it did. to a whole nother level at the end. Though. Yeah, that's what I that I thought that was pretty good too. Is the fact that they made like their own song, and they had somebody sing this song professionally. And it just everything entwined at the end. Yes, it was uh, a very good movie. And like I said, if if given an opportunity, I would definitely go see it again on the big screen. If not, I will certainly own this movie on the small screen. Yeah, um, it's good to have you back. Uh, you feeling? How are you feeling? On a, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. I can breathe a lot better. My heart doesn't hurt. My chest doesn't hurt. I'm ha- I'm having a little bit of difficulty breathing just because I have a sinus infection now. Right. So like have you heard me coughing throughout it's like the mucus dropping in the back of my throat and hitting it just right. And right. It sucks. So, you know, I-, I do feel a hell of a lot better, you know. No more hospital trips for me. Cross my fingers. <clears throat> so this is what's gonna this is the game plan, kids, is I'm gonna actually try to get somebody in here, uh, a special person to interview this midweek if not this midweek next midweek um so what we're gonna have is definitely um tonight when you hear this we've recorded this tonight it's it's still gonna go it might go up late tuesday night but we're recording this on tuesday um but then next monday it will be aaron and i one more time and then we'll be back with the trio. Then Wednesday will be one more guest interviewer. Then the following Monday will be all three of us again. That's the game yeah. plan. Um. So, and then uh, well, what? Well, it's us. We always find something fun to talk about. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, kids. For this week, I am David K. Montoya. Nightmare in Illich. And if you're not into having humans turned into freakishly Frankenstein-esque, slithery, slimy, and had to go full walrus for an hour, then you might be seeing red. Good night. And the conclusion of that, uh, Aaron was talking about having a, a song made about Tusk, but actually, now at the, at the conclusion of that, I wasn't sure what he was saying originally, but then over time, and I re-listening to this again, I realized what he was talking about, and and because you know Tusk has been out forever and a day now, um, I've seen it multiple multiple times. At the very conclusion of the movie, while they're running the credits, um, there's a a song called Tusk, and it's performed by Fleetwood Mac, and it's an older song, but that's what he's talking about uh, is the the tusk song from fleetwood mac which is a, a a very eerie song for for who they you know fleetwood mac you know because they're usually pretty upbeat and romantic and you know and one thing else i have to address i i just kind of got a kick out of it because 
my my daughter, which I, if you listen to this whole thing, you'll hear intermittently through the you know the show, and she was let's see October 2014 was when it came out, so that made her just a little bit over three years old, and my daughter Zoe is going to be seven this coming well in september september 27th she'll be seven so it was kind of fun i mean i know at, at some points it kind of gets annoying for trying to listen and you hear you know a kid running around in the background but you know now that she's getting older and my wife's gone and things have changed stuff like that is more appreciated Okay, I just wanted to throw that out. Mainly uh, the the Tusk song is what he was talking about. He did do a great rendition of Justin Long's dialogue. And, you know, I really, really hope he, he gets back into the saddle with doing voices because it's just the talent that he has. All right, kids, we are coming to the last stop of this ride here. Um. And we are coming to Who's the Boss? Number 22, Nerds versus Geeks. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That was a while ago. Recorded June 28, 2013. It reads, This week, Dave, yours truly, gets into the concept of nerds and geeks and how they have become a welcome community for everyone that does not fit into the mainstream title. Then, by listener's request, Dave dives deeper into the Man of Steel movie. Spoiler, if you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to the second half of the podcast. Now, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, since it's been, oh, you know, five years since then, that uh, you've listened to it. Or not listen, but you've seen The Man of Steel. Still a great movie. I know a lot of people give it crap. In fact, I have it on my Blu-ray collection. Love the movie. Great movie. Uh, let's see what I have to yammer about this time. And then we'll come back and wrap this show up. All right. Push in. Play now. Welcome to Who's the Boss? This is David K. Montoya. You know, folks, I... I... Actually, I'm online right now, and I'm just kind of surfing through things. And it's amazing to me where the world is, has kind of come from in the last 20-some-odd years. You know, <clears throat> when I was a kid growing up, um, the, the term geek or nerd was something of, of disrespect. You know, it was, it was um, derogatory. But in today's world, it's it's something the the community I guess is literally assembled and has become something of its own, you know. And I I'm actually looking through, like I said, I'm I'm on Facebook actually as we speak. I'm just looking at you know different uh, pictures and whatnot, and it just amazes me that it's. <sighs> It's funny because I, I was looking at this one thing and it said uh, fake geek or something like that. And they get hostile at at the idea of just someone not being nerdy. And that cracks me up because, again, 
when I grew up, you know, in the 80s and teenager of the 90s, that was something not too many people actually knew that I was a comic book fan and I was an artist and a writer. Um, it wasn't until later on, you know, that that kind of came out to the public. That was originally something that one would keep to themselves. You know, it was... Um, <clears throat> You, you would put subtle hints here and there, and you would another geek would pick up, and then you guys hung out. But literally, there's just this online community of, of geeks and nerds, and, and, and I say that not derogatory. It's just, you know, people that are into comic books, people that love to read, people that are into fantasy role-playing games... Uh, video games, you know, people that would traditionally be considered a geek. And it, it's amazing to me, you know, and and the female population of this is, is very surprising to me as well because, honestly, it didn't seem like, you know, back then, 80s and 90s, that there was that many people that were into that, for one, but the the girls, the females, would be you know it was more like a what twenty five males to one female kind of thing, and it it almost appears like that has changed to almost like a fifty fifty split, and it just kind of it, it surprises me, um, you know I'm like I said I'm just going through, I'm looking at you know people will go online and they'll they'll take like. Iron Man's body and Darth Vader's head and make kind of some type of picture with that. That kind of stuff. Um, it's kind of neat. And a lot of video game references that, unfortunately, unless you're talking about the video games of the 80s, uh, like Nintendo. And I stick with Nintendo because um, most of 1980, most of the 1990s, I had a, a Nintendo um, it was towards the end of the 1990s to the beginning of the year 2000 is actually when I swapped from Nintendo to, oh, what was that called? Genesis, Sega Genesis. So, unless you're talking about those, you know, the characters like Mario and stuff like that, I get. But, you know, most of the stuff today, I don't get. Uh, just because I'm, I'm not into that much of gaming. And it's not that I, I dislike the gaming. Uh, it, it's just I'm really super, super busy. Um, you know, and, and if, if I didn't have, you know, a job, a wife and the kids and responsibilities, then, yeah, I, I probably would be a gamer still, you know. But um, that's just one of those things. I would, I'd much rather... And I've said this on a lot of different other shows, is I'd rather be entertaining than be entertained myself. It's it's just who I am. And I you know, I make that choice to to create stuff and be creative and be entertaining to the world at large than be entertained by other people. Um it's it, again, it's just who I am. But yes, as I'm looking through here online, it's just really kind of neat. And I, I feel, I wish, you know, 
I wish that this type of basis was back when I was a kid because I, I grew up feeling pretty much alone, you know, because I was a nerd, because I was a geek. I was into cartoons and comic books and, you know, fantasy and video games. And, and you know, the cool kids were in the sports and whatnot. So there you have it. Um, so that makes me wonder, you know, is is it because there's actually more geeks and nerds in the world than there is popular kids? Or is it just because of people like me, you know, there was more people that were geeks and nerds. We grew up and we raised our kids to enjoy the same thing and, you know, at the same time, be proud of who you are because that's something that I've definitely tried to install in my son plus you know now with my little daughter you know regardless of what you like or what you enjoy you know you don't have to be a a jock or a cheerleader to be proud of of who you are if you enjoy playing Dungeons and Dragons then that's that's fine there's nothing wrong with that and I, I wonder if if that's because of, of parents like me. You know, um, I don't know. I, I could be completely wrong. And I'm just kind of running the, the situation through my head. I really don't have, you know, a full thing to say on it. It's, it's I don't know. I, I can't explain it. And I wish someone would email me. Um, you can email me at davidkmontoya at jazelmon.com and we could talk about this. You know, you can explain it to me more because, again, I, you know, I'm someone who surfs the web on a regular basis and I didn't even know this community existed. And how I stumbled upon it was there was a picture of an old NES on Facebook and I clicked on it and it brought me into this little community and obviously, I'm just looking at one community. I know there's probably hundreds of other communities. Um, but when did this happen? You know, uh, for example, uh, I think it'd be safe to say that my son Jaden is a gamer. Um, and and so, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's something that he's aware of. And Maybe when he wakes up, because it's actually fairly early in the morning. Everybody's still asleep. When uh, he wakes up, maybe I'll talk to him more about it, because it's it's just really like a surprise to me. I didn't know that it was so so accepted to be again a nerd or a geek, and the the hostility just cracks me up when uh, you know there was a, a lady on here and she was a dressed up very attractive lady, and someone put you know fake nerd alert and that cracked me up you know it was it was more so brought in with the the picture um she was uh, dressed up as uh who was it the huntress from dc comics it was you know that was the point you know maybe somebody paid for the suit to be made hired a, a model and, and professionally took the picture because it looks professionally done um you know, instead of looking at that as a whole, you know, the the community 
is more engaged with the fact that they can instantly tell that this person's not one of their clan. They're not, you know, a nerd or a geek. And again, that does, it cracks me up. Now, with like comic books, comic books is, is somewhat of a different story because you had Wizard back in the day. And you had people that would send in messages to Wizard. So, you know, Wizard was kind of like a, a community before the internet was out. Um, let's see, Wizard. <clears throat> I think I bought my first Wizard in like 91 or 92. So, obviously, that's a couple years before the internet. And there was kind of a an, a community there. You know, nothing nothing personalized, but it was a, a community of comic book fans. And it's it's also interesting to find that everything nerd or geek has kind of been merged into one whole. Uh, as I'm looking at these pictures, you know, uh, there's what's her name Chung Lee from Street Fighter so obviously that's a video game and you have Optimus Prime and Bumblebee from the Transformers which is you know cartoons and toys you know it just seems like there's a combination everything kind of fits together now there's not one particular oh you're a comic book nerd or you're a video game geek or you're you know a fantasy nerd um, it's, it's all, neither you're a nerd or a geek or however that is figured out, which is, which is something I should actually look into. Let's, let's actually just take a peek what the difference between a nerd and a geek is because, um, that, that's kind of curious and I, I'm apologize if you hear me typing, I'm, I'm checking into Google right now. Uh, let's see. Let's go to, it's wiki, wikihow.com, and it's three ways to tell the difference between a nerd and a geek. So let's take a peek. Okay, it says, you're a geek, you're a nerd. Is that a compliment or a diss or what? What does that even mean? Anyway. It can be confusing, especially since there's some crossovers between the two. Making possible geeky nerds or nerdy geeks. Interesting. This article will help you understand the difference between the two. Okay, well that's definitely going to help me because I don't know what the difference is. Okay, part one. The geek defined. Number one. Understand the origin of the geek. In order to fully appreciate the modern geek, one must understand the roots of geekdom. And then it goes on to say, Back in the early 1900s, when traveling carnivals were popular, there was a performer called Geek. His job was to perform bizarre and disgusting acts for the amusement of the locals. Notably, this included biting the heads off of live chickens. Okay... Number two, compare to the geek of today. The geek today rarely bites heads off of chickens. Instead, a geek is somebody who generally very knowledgeable, even to the point of obsession about a topic. 
being a geek gained traction when self-adopted by a computer programmer or other technical people but as or excuse me but has since become more mainstream interesting there are wine geeks car geeks lord of the ring geeks each of which closely follows the outline of their chosen obsession to further clarify it is important to note that a geek is generally social they have their fascinations and what makes them unique but you probably won't know of their geek geekitude unless they told you about it so I wonder if that makes me a geek interesting okay we're gonna go down to part two part two is the nerd def definition and it says to undercut un uh, sorry guys uncover the origins of the word nerd the word nerd was started in 1954 by a young doctor by the name of Seuss in a line that read a nerky a nerd a sir sucker too if you don't wish to call somebody so tight a word as nerd you can also call them a sea sucker and that's s-e-e S-U-C-K-E-R. Okay, and then it says, The general notation is of an irritating, unattractive person who may be brilliant, but who chooses to focus on non-social pursuits. Another definition of, word, of the word nerd is a four-letter word with six-figure income. Interesting. Okay. Part 3, Comparing Geeks and Nerds. Geeks and nerds may share similar outward traits, or not, but when you compare their approach to life, the difference between them are apparent. Nerds love using jargon or unfamiliar technology in their dialogue, as where geeks will use obscure references abundantly. For example, a nerd might say, that's an overused foley. The SD must be lazy. The geek would say something something of the same thing. Oh, I love how Peter Jackson used the Winhelm scream in every movie. Geeks often take interest in the microscopic de details of life, such as noticing that your present situation is much like one of one from a news article or a novel, nerds will be seemingly uninterested in the detail or daily life, being more focused on the macroscopic, such as scientific possibilities and the future of mankind. So as of right now, guys, I think it's I'm probably leaning towards the, the geek part. Okay, compare interest. A geek may enjoy board games, films, and may follow directors, com composers, and key grips obsessively. Techie gadgets, hacking, and techno music. A nerd enjoys solitary pursuit like programming and Second Life, or games like chess and Go. Okay. 
I'm definitely the geek there. Compare their social skills. While they both have obsessive traits about their passions, they diverge when it comes to normal human interaction. A geek has a normal social skills, though they can be prone to bring protidious and long-winded, especially when topics happen to land on a particular passion. Then they may not let you go until they explained exactly how this widget works and the history of the team that created it. Okay, I'm a geek. A nerd is generally more introverts. They may know a great deal about exactly the same thing as a geek specializes in, but getting them to talk about it can take some doing. Number four, find out who they love. It's a universal thing that geeks can fall for anybody though the reverse may be true however nerds only only for nerds this may be a survival tactic but nobody knows for sure interesting because okay so as of right now i would have to say that yeah i I, i'm probably more of a geek just with you know what what is being said here let's take a look at number five discover where they work while nerds and geeks are both intelligent and educated there are some career paths that appeal only to one or the other in addition to populating IT departments of the world over you can find geeks in artistic jobs like web designs graphic designs game designs you may find geeks behind the bar you may find in your local recording store or pulling espressos at a coffee shop look at nerds to be working at a as a rocket scientist or programming the software that the IT department has to manage they may be engineers or inventors or even a brilliant recluse who rarely sees the light of day you might also find them behind the counter at the last remaining video store. Okay, we're going to go straight into six. Enjoy the difference. Geeks, nerds, dweebs, dorks, twits, and norms all have their niches and all have something to contribute to this great world of ours. It's fun to laugh and draw out stereotypes, but keep in mind that unless proven otherwise, somebody has value. Keep in mind that most geeks are part nerd and most nerds are part geek. Sometimes the line between them are fuzzy. And remember these two definitions from the Urban Dictionary. A geek is the people you pick on... Excuse me, let me try it again. A geek, people you pick on in high school and wind up working for as an adult. A nerd the person you will one day call boss very interesting um, so after that little bit I, I'm gonna have to go on record and say that I am a geek but it's it's still interesting to especially reading that part you know that I think what might be true you know it's neither your geeky nerd or a nerdy geek I, I don't know 
if so much it's just a standalone anymore. I think there's so much now, especially with this community that's formed in on itself that as it were just saying here a second ago, you know, the lines are blurred and it's all one thing now. Very, very interesting. Um, let's take a peek. I'm looking at some more stuff, some more nerdy stuff. <clears throat> it's, again, I kind of, looking at this stuff, thinking back, I wish there was internet when I was growing up because, you know, instead of feeling like I was the only person out there that was a geek, as it were, um, you know, now, and in today's reality, you know, someone who has the same passions as I do, they don't have to feel like they're alone. They can find people out here on, neither on Facebook or on Twitter or, or wherever they go for their social network fix. Uh, you know, but back in the 80s and 90s, there was no such thing. And you, you, you did. You kind of felt alone. Well, you're not kind of. You did. You felt very alone. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, you just kind of drop subtle hints or someone would drop a subtle hint to you and then you'd pick up on that and then, you know, you could geek out on whatever they were talking about. But in, in today's world, all you have to do is just type in the word, you know, video games, comics, nerds, geeks, and I'm absolutely certain that you'll, you know, you, you could find a community, an online community to be a part of. And it's it's really cool. It really is. It's it's something I marvel over. And I, I really didn't plan on sitting and talking about, you know, nerds versus geeks this episode. It was just something uh, because I, I needed to get this episode up and I wanted to start recording. Uh, because I worked last night, I worked at the hospital. So I've actually been up all night. And... I, I'm trying to do my best to, you know, get my Who's the Boss out on Thursday. So it'll be a little, uh, let's see. I'm going to try to have it ready by noon. But, um, yeah, it was just something I, I started recording. I'm looking at this, you know, this nerd stuff, the nerd geek stuff. And I figured, you know, it's a good topic to cover. Because it's it's true, because without... Have being a nerd or being a geek, you wouldn't have all this creative outlets that you have. You know, if someone was not in those two spectrums, you wouldn't have movies, you wouldn't have video games, you know, you wouldn't have books to read, you wouldn't have comic books. You, I mean, anything that comes entertainment is comes from a nerd or a geek. And without nerds or geeks, you wouldn't have none of that. So we play a very important role. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, someone who snarls the ner their nose at anything fiction, whether it be reading comics, reading books, watching cartoons, or anything fantasy. I guarantee you that the nerds and the geeks influence you somehow some way and through your entertainment process because that's what we do you know we're I don't know um, I was gonna say we're all a part of entertainment 
you know, but I guess that's not necessarily true because you, you have, like it said in that one article, you have your car geeks, you have your sports geeks, you know, or your sports nerds. So I guess that's not necessarily true. Um, so there you have it on the, the geeks and the, the geeks versus the nerds. I'm going to leave it at that. And then I'm actually going to go on to what I initially planned to talk about. And I did, let's see, that was Friday. Uh, Sheer Darkness came out, Sheer Darkness 21 with Terry D. Sheeran and I. And we talked about, well, I talked. He hasn't seen the movie, but I, I talked about the new Man of Steel movie. And I got some emails from people wanting to know more because I really... I talked maybe for about 10, 15 minutes on the subject and moved on just because I knew there was some other stuff that Terry wanted to talk about. I knew he wanted to ask me about the Yotnum project that I'm working on and, and he, you know, talk about his dog and, and whatnot. So, um, I, I just kind of gave a, a brief synopsis and people were like, well, can you give us a little something more on the, the man of steel? So I decided, let's see, we're at, almost 27 minutes into the program right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you the rest, uh, rest of the time. I'm going to talk about the man is still movie. And let me start off with saying, I liked the man is still, I get where Zack Snyder was going. He was trying to bring the man is still into the 21st century. Um, as where Brian Singer horribly failed, uh, and what was it in 2006 with that emo ass Superman? And you know, I actually I just watched that not too long ago, and I was listening on another podcast, uh, not not a Jason podcast, just uh, one of the random podcasts I listen to every week. Um, and the podcaster was saying that he had watched it, and Superman, the emo Superman, not the Man of Steel, but the emo Superman, does not throw one single punch. And I'm like, really? And I actually have that movie in my own personal library. So I pulled it out and popped it in the DVD player and I watched it. And, and you know what? He is absolutely right. There, the only thing he hits is he hits that island, uh, you know, that kryptonite island thing at the very end. And then, you know, he stalks Lois Lane some more. But he... He only hits, he doesn't hit Lex Luthor. Now, there's a really cool scene where, like, Lex Luthor shanks him with that long shard of kryptonite. That was a cool scene. But it's it's nothing like that. Um, Zack Snyder comes in, and he's trying to modernize the story. And I think I said it in Sure Darkness, and I'll say it here, too, is it's very much like watching how do I explain this it's like watching old school Superman because there's lots of old odes O-D-E odes to the past you know uh, like George Reeves and of course Christopher Reeves um, Dean Cain you know the, the people that have played Superman before there's little nods to them and you'll catch that if, if you've watched any of the shows um, 
you'll catch it. Anyway, Zack Snyder takes the story of Superman and he brings it into the future. And it's like watching Independence Day mixed with all these old Superman movies. And it's something that has never been done. And I think he pulled it off very well. Now, spoilers. I, I think that, well, it's not really much of a, a spoilers. Um, as we all know, Krypton explodes. And, and the way that they handle Krypton was very interesting. There were some things that kind of rattled my brain a little bit. Um, like Jor-El, which is played by Russell Crowe, which is Superman's father. Now, like Marlon Brando, who played that character in the very first Superman in 79... Um, he was a scientist, and he he went and was telling people that the you know the world was going to explode. But somewhere in the process, he becomes like this badass soldier person, and I, I find that interesting because it's not touched on. And also, spoilers again: um, General Zod pops into you know the early moments of of uh, Superman or the Man of Steel. And what happens is, is Zod, even though he knows that the world's going to blow up, he's he wants to be the ruler. And him and Jarrell have a confrontation. They get into it, and in the process of doing this, um, he's—I say he, uh, Russell Crowe, Jarrell—he's launching his son into the the pod, and he's going to send them out before the world ends now the difference between the 1979 superman and the you know 2013 man of steel is pretty much as soon as the baby is launched into space the planet blows up krypton but that's not so much so here in fact um as the baby's getting ready to to be shipped into space as it were Joel and Zod are fighting, and Zod kills Joel, and the baby, you know, takes off. And there's like, from what I get out of the story, there's actually like another week or so of everything going on on Krypton before it actually, you know, explodes. Uh, that was one one thing. I there was people that didn't like it. You know, they're like, oh, it should have blown up as soon as, you know, Kyle Allo hit the space atmosphere. No, I, I thought it, it kind of gave it more depth. I, gave, I thought it gave the planet more depth. I thought it gave the the initial storyline more depth. Another one that people didn't like is how his backstory, you know, growing up in Kansas with the, the Kents um, was presented in flashbacks. You know, oh, that's not how they did it in, in the 1979 Superman. You know, they gave it to us all on one platter. They force-fed us the whole thing. You know, and, and trust me, I've been listening to a lot of that shit. And uh, I thought it was kind of a, a nice break in the storytelling. Because you're following this story of this alien. And, and that's the big thing. Okay, and before they don't really talk much about how much of an alien presence Superman is, as to with 
the Man of Steel, it's strictly about his alien presence. Um, but anyway, let me, I'm getting off track. Let me get back to where I was going. Anyway, so you're telling the story about Superman and how Zod's come down, and he's like, I'm going to destroy the world. You bring me Superman, I'll, I'll leave it alone. But you find out later, too, that that's a lie, because even if he, when he gets Superman, he's still planning to destroy Earth because he wants to, to make it the next Krypton, which I thought was very interesting, too, is another thing that they put in there was that... Krypton has been Krypton different times. We don't know what number of Krypton this is, but it's it was put into the story that this has happened numerous times, that they've used all the natural resources on the planet. So they go and find another planet to co or to habitat or habitate on rather. And you know, that old one just blows up or whatever. But this time around they couldn't find you know, a suitable before everybody died. And now Zod's here on Earth, and he's like, you know, I can make this the next Krypton. I'm going after Superman. Anyway, back to the flashbacks. Flashbacks pretty much tells the story of Superman um, growing up. And, and it's it's okay, The the stories... Um, just because they're putting in increments, it's, you're not, you know, you get like a certain point of a, an emotional attachment to that younger Clark Kent, and then it switches back to present day. So you, you kind of lose that emotional connection there with the younger Clark Kent, but I don't think Zack Snyder was trying to make an emotional connection because, um, you want... Your focus, your you want your emotional connection with the 33-year-old Superman, which I had to laugh because, you know, people have always said to me that Superman was like the Jesus figure. And I think that was kind of Zack Snyder's way of saying, yes, you know, that's the way I see Superman too, is a Jesus figure, you know, because Jesus, you know, died when he was 33 and um, now Superman is taking his crusade at the age of 33. Nice little piece. But anyway, uh, flashbacks were good. There was there was one where it just really tugs on your heart. And it is a spoiler because it's in one of the multiple trailers. And it's Clark Kent. And he's talking about you know being this alien from... Well, he just learned that he was an alien from Krypton. And he looks at his dad, um, Jonathan Kent, and says, well, can't I go back to pretend being your son? And the look and the emotion on Kevin Costner's face as Jonathan Kent was just, oh, it, it, it still wrenches my heart. And he's like, you are my son. You know, you're not pretending you are my son. He didn't say that, but I'm just explaining the scene. That was really good. The only thing, well, there's two things that I, I had a, a big, big qualm about with the movie. The first qualm was, now, how do I explain this? Jonathan Kent 
didn't want Clark Kent to go out and be Superman. As with the original storyline of the Kents, you know, they, they kind of um, heroed him. They championed him to be Superman. But with this one, with this version, um, Jonathan Kent was like, you know, they'll find out who you are. They'll come. They'll take you. They'll experiment on you. You don't want to tell people who what you can do and where you're from, blah, blah, blah. And it was... It was almost a message like, just run and hide. Run and hide. Don't don't be special. Just run and hide. And I, I did have a problem with that. But the scene with the death scene. Now, in comic book folk, folklore, and even in the movies, it was brought to this, where, you know, Jonathan has a, a heart attack and he dies there. But with this new movie, and this is probably the biggest I have and here comes the spoilers too is that they're in Kansas obviously and they're on this road and everybody's out in their cars and you see this tornado coming and he goes to get their dog out of the car the tornado's coming closer and closer and closer they're running away Clark Kent starts to move to go rescue his dad because it's Superman all he has to do is fucking blow you know, and it would blow the tornado out of existence. I, he could sneeze it out of existence. But instead, as um, Clark Kent makes his, he's starting to move towards his dad, his, his dad just lifts up his hand like, stop. And he stands there, and he lets his dad get sucked up into the tornado and dies that way. That was my biggest qualm. That has got to be the worst scene in the movie it still kind of pisses me off when I think about it because again Superman he could just sneeze he could you know blow a snot rocket out of his nose and obliterate you know he could have done something that would have taken the attention off of him and saved his dad it's Superman I mean come on but that's that's my biggest qualm with the movie. My second biggest qualm is actually at the end of the movie, and this is a, a big spoilers because this is the end of the movie. Um, the the battle between Zod and Superman was just so incredibly long. Good Lord, I think the, I I'm not exaggerating. I think the fight scene itself at the end between Zod and Superman was somewhere in the 25 to 30 minute mark just the fight and they destroyed so much of Metropolis and then, and as they're going through buildings and you know things are crumbling and, and whatnot, you know I'm wondering in my head I'm like well fuck you know how many people did you just kill you know <laughs> that's, that's just I don't know I, again you could have you could have tamed that fight scene down to 15 minutes and you can have made Superman more conscious of his surroundings and, and, you know, less damage. I didn't know he was, Zack Snyder was going with the special effects, hoo-ha, with, you know, ooh, that building being blown up or this being blown up, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he really thought about the, the casualties in depth. I think he missed out on that. And 
There was. I mean, it was never brought to light in the story, but I've looked online and I've noticed that a lot of people have sat and talked about, you know, the casualties that would come into play with the fight between Superman and Zod. Now, here comes the spoilers. At the end, Superman has Zod in like this headlock, almost like a reverse choke lock. And Zod is firing his laser heat vision at um, this, I think it was, I know it's a mother, father, and a child. I don't remember. I think it was a, a son and daughter. Anyway, they're, uh, you know, pinned, and, and they're about to get cut in half with Zod's heat ray vision. Well, Superman, again, being Superman, he could have simply just literally put his hand in front of Zod's eyes and it would have not hurt him. Snap Zod's neck. He kills Zod. And for being Superman who never kills, it's it's just not characteristic. I mean, because I understand trying to revamp and trying to give Superman a more modern feel to the people. But there's some characteristics that you just have to stick with. And much like Batman doesn't use guns or kills, Superman doesn't kill. And when I saw that, that just kind of just really did not work for me at all for the conclusion. Because I kind of lost out on the rest of the movie. Because I'm, I was like, after all that, he just snaps his neck. You know, that was just kind of a, I don't want to say it was a letdown ending, but it's Superman. You know, he could have done it so many different ways. And I know, I think Zack Snyder was trying to go for the the shock value of the scene, but I don't think it worked. But overall, I think Superman or Man of Steel was a very good movie. I, I will watch it again when I have a chance. Um, the acting was superb. The gentleman, Henry, I can't think of his last name. The guy who played Superman did a great job. Um, Kevin Costner did a great job. Diane Lane, she was Ma Kent. She did a great job. And um, it was just superb. Even Amy Adams as... And I was kind of on the ropes with that when I found out that she was going to be um, Lois Lane. I was like, ah, you know. And I, I do... I don't know. I'm, I'm, all, I'm still on the ropes with the character Lois Lane. You know, because they, they changed her up a little bit. Um, as far as attitude-wise. But I, I guess all in all, it's, it's pretty good. You know, her character. But all in all, for the movie, the movie was very good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, and I, I recommend... Well, shoot. If you haven't seen the movie and you just listen to it, I just rent the movie. So I'm hoping that you've actually seen the movie... You know, if, if you're listening to this. And in fact, on, uh, on the post 
for the synopsis of the issue, I'm going to actually go and, and write, you know, don't listen to this if you haven't seen Man of Steel. Because, you know, I just, I gave away the two big twisters, you know, with, no pun intended, with, um, you know, Paul Kent being killed in a tornado and Zod being killed by getting his neck snapped. You know, those, those are the big, 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 big things. Um, there's some other things that also, again, it's very much, very much Independence Day. And I'm going to have to dig that movie up on my, uh, my, my collection of DVDs because I want to see where, how, just exactly how much they actually took from Independence Day because it just felt so much like it. it. It's, it's a... Superman that you'll never see or you don't see coming and again very good movie so in conclusion I, I think I would say that maybe out of a five star you know five being best and half a star being the worst movie ever made I would probably give it I'd probably give Man of Steel about three and a half stars. I did like the movie. It was it was a good, enjoyable movie. And, well, hell, I bought, you know, the Superman Returns, that Zack Snyder piece of shit. So I'll definitely be buying, you know, this movie when it comes out on DVD. And I'll, I'll be enjoying it even more. Um, you know, because... With that kind of thing, they have behind the scenes, and to me, that that makes the whole the whole process of the movie more enjoyable. It's just something. It's just one of my little quirks that I like. And that's it, guys. Um, I just rambled for almost an hour about nerds versus geeks, and then gave you the lowdown on Superman's Man of Steel, Zack Snyder. Oh, and if you're wondering, they've already green given the green light to the Superman 2 or Men of Steel 2. I don't know what they're going to call it. But and Zack Snyder is going to to write, write not write it, but direct it. Um, you know, real fast, and I, I want to talk about this, and then I'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. <clears throat> I didn't touch on this, but Iron Man is, you know, Iron Man 3 came out or just recently. And I, I seen Iron Man 3. And let me tell you, folks, I was kind of disappointed. Um, I don't know why people feel that they have to fix something that's not broken. Um, Iron Man 1, great movie. Iron Man 2, great movie. Um, and I think they should have stuck with the direction that they were going. Now, I understand that Iron Man 3 was the conclusion of a trilogy. I get that wholeheartedly. But the, and here's the spoilers if you haven't seen Iron Man 3. Him blowing up all his suits at the end of the movie was just kind of, to me, I thought it was a generic ending. I thought it was, well, number one, um, Shane Black, 
who wrote and directed the movie, who found his fame in writing in the script for the first Lethal Weapon. Um, I felt that he didn't have enough background in telling a superhero story. So he went with the best way he could. And I don't get why they had to, to go that route. Because they could have gotten anybody from the previous two movies to write that script, to direct it, and make it just as good. Um, in fact, I think on that, let's see. Iron Man 3, I think I gave like maybe two and a half stars on that it was it was just when you see when you think iron man you know you you think of seeing tony stark as iron man in the suit you know through a good majority of the movie but believe it or not he wasn't he was just tony stark um and it was like almost as if they were trying to save money on the cg from you know, from not having to, to spend all that CG and extra money with the Iron Man suits. I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, I just, it was just a rant that I had to throw in there. Um, so that's it for this week. Come back next week as I continue to explore the age-old question of who's the boss. See you all next week. I was kind of grumpy there, wasn't I? Jeez. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is the foreshadowing, you know, because that was that was way before anybody knew anything about the Justice League movie and how I was carrying on about, you know, the damage that was done and the the uh, casualties and the irony behind it was that's the whole setup for the Batman versus or what would they call it? Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And that's just, that's funny because that's exactly what they used for that movie, you know, as the catalyst. And, uh, you know, I, I've watched it many times. Like I said, I have it on my, my Blu-ray now. I know back then it was DVDs, but today's Blu-rays. We all evolve. And, I, you know, I didn't have a problem with Amy Adams being Lois Lane, even though Margot Kidder, you know, I, I grew up with Margot Kidder as Lois Lane, and she will always be Lois Lane to me. So that's just, you know, the, the disconnect. I still agree with the whole Paul Kent, Jonathan Kent thing, him trying to raise his kid to be a wuss. I didn't, I still don't care for that. Um, I've gotten over the whole Zod thing. Uh, you know, in fact, uh, watching it so many times, like I have, I've actually kind of come to appreciate another character that was kind of overlooked, and that's Ursa, the the lady uh, Kryptonian. In fact, I, I named one of my pets Ursa because I, I actually come to like the character. Pretty cool. So that is pretty much it uh, on my recap of the recap. <laughs> and... Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I did have a lot to say, and like I said, the foreshadowing is just – it was just incredibly crazy because what I ranted about was, like I said, the whole catalyst used for Batman v Superman. Okay, kids, we are at the end of this show. 
thank you so much for stopping in. Um, like I said, come back next week and you will have a brand new podcast host for Flashback Fridays. And I'm not dropping no names yet just because I want to make sure everything is in, in you know proper situation and, and no technical difficulties or anything like that. So keep your fingers crossed. I'm excited. And I'm, I'm last time I talked to him, he was very excited about the situation as well. All right, kids, thank you for coming in. I hope you enjoyed this time together. Uh, if you want to hear me yammel for an hour or so every week, I do it quite a few times. You can find me on the Jazel Modcast Network, and that is www.jazelmon, slash Jazel Modcast. That's J A Y Z M O D. C-A-S-T. Had to think about that for a second. Or you can find us on iTunes. You can find us Stitcher, Google Play. Oh, goodness. You could directly subscribe to us on, what is it? Um, the RSS feeds. You could go and for, and if you do this one, kids, you, you get the, the podcast a little bit earlier than what everybody else does. If you go and you subscribe and follow us, on SoundCloud as well. And you can always find us Jayzo Modcast. J-A-Y-Z-M-O-D-C-A-S-T. And that is always us. All right, kids, for this episode of Flashback Friday, I am David K. Montoya. Let's go ahead and park this bad boy and call it a day. Until next time, have a great weekend.